We Watch This is brought to you by the BYNK Podcast Network, where you can listen to several different podcasts from independent content creators like Sex with Friends with Wit Janae and Rose the Artist. You can also listen to The Social Introvert with Sid Davis, and you can listen to anything Carefree Black Nerd. We're on all of your DSPs currently. That's Spotify, that's Apple Podcasts, and that's SoundCloud. And you can also go to BYNKRadio.net, click on the podcast tab, and then you can actually go listen to podcasts from there. Coming up, I know what I want. My music. Everything else is secondary. This week, Mo Better Blues. I want a man who knows what he wants. I know what I want. My music. Everything else is secondary. What you and I do is not make love. <laughs> what would you call it, Danny? It's definitely not making love. You ever heard of the Mo Better? Mo what? Mo Better makes it Mo Better. What about the others? I like her too. I like women. You said it was annoying in one shot, they wear the same dress and the same day and see each other. <laughs> like it or not, you're a dog. You're a good doggy, but you're a dog nonetheless. Get off! What? What did you call me? Blake, how in the hell can you call me by her name? Boy, they got all kind of people in the club tonight. Look at that little ugly guy at the bar. Hey, fella. <laughs> Trying to sneak in here in the color section. I see you. He's a horrible manager. Everybody can see that but you. The midget should go bleak. You know my name is Giant. Every night we go over this. Look, Giant is my friend. Giant? That's a joke. Is that a joke? It's a joke. We couldn't manage a little league team. Minor league. You keep coming up short. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's because she's white. Is she white? Because she's white, yes. Oh. Yeah, she's a nun. Won't give me none, ain't had none. <laughs> me she, didn't, she didn't need none. And since my sweetie left me hollow, well, it ain't the same old place. The Pirates are playing the Mets in the doubleheader. Give me the Pirates of both games and Mets. Need some more black ball players. What are you gambling again? How much you owe? Don't break her. Let's give him a break. Break his legs, his arms. Everybody's deaf, People brother. Ain't nobody listening. People are you got listening. your voice to my voice. Ah, well, yeah, boy. You put them lips on the trumpet. Academy Award winner Denzel Washington in a film from Spike Lee. We thank you for coming because you didn't have to come. You could have stayed home and uh, watched Arsenio Hall or something. <laughs> Mo Better Blues. Another episode of We Watch This, the cinema podcast. This is season three. We are celebrating Spike Lee and John Singleton this season. And man, we got a doozy for you guys. We're actually going to be doing Mo Better Blues tonight. With me tonight, as always, is the main man who is my co-host who <laughs> does the most, 
Mr. Rain Coleman. How you doing, Rain? Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm tired of being disrespected. <laughs> what's up, man? You know what I'm saying? I'm happy to be back. Rain Coleman in the building. We finna talk about these mobile greens we got going on. What's that? And we're also joined first time on the show. We have Maya from We Did That Shit Podcast. Maya, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I thank you so much for having me. I feel like I, I made it. I mean, you <laughs> Not know, made it. I'm a guest on. Yes, I feel like I made it. Like I'm a guest. I made it to the platform. You know, we <laughs> here. Is, well, thank you. I'm I'm very appreciative. It make make you make me feel appreciated. Thank you. We are talking about Mo Better Blues, released August 3rd, 1990, written and directed by Spike Lee. This one was a little bit different for me. I'm very, I'm very um, familiar with this. This is typically one of the movies that I loved watching. But once you do some research about it, which I did some research, some stuff kind of haunted this movie. And you find out that it didn't do as well at the box office as it was supposed to. Maya, I'm going to start with you. What do you think about this movie so, like... How many times have you seen this movie, first of all? Mm, I've probably seen this movie, I don't know, well over 20 Mm. times. I've seen all of Spike Lee's movies. And back in this time, in the 90s, when Spike Lee, I don't want to say it was like when he was big because he's huge now and he's always going to be huge as a black director. But when he was, you know, coming to us with all of these magical movies... Uh, it was like you had to join, you know, tune in for a Spike Lee joint. So I've seen this movie a bunch of times. Plus, I'm a huge Denzel mm. fan. And did you see Denzel in this movie? <laughs> this is something to watch over and over. Again. I knew it. I knew we was gonna get that. <laughs> I knew we was gonna get that. Rain. What are your initial thoughts? How many times have you seen this? This had to have been my second or third time. So I've seen it before, like back in the day, but I have not seen this movie since I was a child. Um, This and Devil in a Blue Dress are movies that I vaguely remember, Mm -hmm. but until I watched it again, I was like, oh, I don't remember this shit. This is brand new. So this is really my first time, truthfully, because I'm grown. And um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed (laughs) this movie. This... This was something else. I've seen this movie right several now. times, and I feel like this is probably one of Spike's actually more underrated movies. Um, nobody mm-hmm. really talks about it. I say Mo Better Blues, and some people look at me crazy. I'm just like, you ain't never seen Mo Better Blues before? Which I still try to figure out what this movie is about because there's so many. It, t- it taps into so many different things as far as like relationships, and then friendships, and then business side of things, support. Um, black people supporting each other, stuff like that. Once you watch it as an adult, you kind of see so many, so all those different themes, and it, and it's it's crazy because I always thought it was cool just because one, it was Denzel playing jazz, <laughs> which I didn't know jazz was so big in the nineties like that. But it was just like, yeah, we we mm. doing it. And um, two, I like how it was shot. I think this is one of the few movies that did, uh, that uh, Spike did that was shot. It was, it had your typical Spike Lee stuff, like the the point of view cameras and things happening in the background and the way people were walking and stuff like that. But to me, this was like probably one of the better shot Spike Lee movies I had seen. This and like Malcolm X, I think those are some of the best shot mm-hmm. Spike Lee movies I had ever seen. So 
Mm-hmm. I, I love this movie. Not a lot of people talk about it. I'm going to get into the stuff like really now. So back in when this movie came out, um, there was a controversy with the two Jewish club owners. Mm. A lot of people don't know. Um, Spike was called out as being, um, uh, he hated Jews oh. for, for all intents and purposes because of the portrayal of these two, because of Mo and Joe Flatbush. Here's a quote I got from a New York Post article. Check this out. It says, um, this is from Spike. Spike says, because of Mo and Joe Flatbush, the mislabeling of villainous by the media, the owners of the club in Mo Better Blues, who occupy less than 10 minutes of screen time in the film, some critics are suggesting that I engage in anti-Semitism. One even insinuated that I re- uh, that in my relatively small body of work, there are some patterns of bigoted representation of Jewish people. Um, this is simply not true. I'm not racist. I'm not a bigot. What I try to do is, with all my characters, is offer what I feel is an honest portrayal of individuals with both faults and endearing characteristics. I have crit- I have been criticized, stereotyped with images of other films, but I do not deny other, others the right to voice much concern about my work. Um, he goes on to say there is a double standard at, um, at work in the accusations of anti-Semitism. I challenge anyone to tell me why I can't portray two club owners who happen to be Jewish who exploit the black jazz musicians who work for them. All Jewish club owners are not like this, but this happens all the same. Did y'all know that the critics who, so the movie was seen screen previously before, and <laughs> this came out before the movie even came out about him um, basically mm. not liking the Jews, which gave the movie um, bad press, which kind of hindered it when it first came out. Now, when we go over where it, where it started out in this opening weekend, you'll kind of understand did you guys feel like Spike was going hard um, at Jewish people in this movie? Maya, what do you think? Hell no. I, I'm very <laughs> shocked, especially because I would have never thought in seeing that mo- this movie so many times that that would have been an accusation that would have come out. Like Spike Lee said, it, they were on the screen for a small amount of time. and. I don't remember. I, I just watched this movie, you know, to prepare for my big break on um, this show. And um, I don't even remember them even mentioning the fact that they were Jewish. I, I don't recall that at all. And again, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. Um, so the fact that they would even bring that up it's very interesting it's also interesting to know that what is going on today was going on back then meaning that you mm-hmm. you, you know it's an attack on everything so what is he supposed to not portray what life is it's it's what life is mm-hmm. if the if the club owners who happen to be jewish um uh if they're exploiting the black musicians then he's going to make he's going to show it. And um, again, I don't remember them saying anything about them being Jewish. It, it didn't stick out in the movie. It made no difference in the movie. The movie wasn't about the club owners. It was about the musicians. So that makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Rain, what about you? How'd you, how do you, first of all, how do you feel about this being put upon Spike Lee, which in a lot of other movies we've covered so far, 
Spike has been fighting a lot of battles. Um, how do you feel about this take that they had on the movie and with the two club owners? It's interesting um, because what's his name? Totoro. John Totoro. Both of the Totoro brothers. They're brothers in real life. So they're Italian in real life. So are we not going to, if the, and I'm, I'm going to address that concern, but if we're so concerned about the depiction of Jewish people, why are two Italian men playing a Jewish role? Like if you're going to be upset and then additionally, clearly he's black. He's one of one or one of two or not many. And he's, if someone else who was white made the same exact movie to me, of course there'd be differences because it's a black film, but if a white man made this same film with like the same script, those Italians, uh, I'm sorry, those Jewish people, they're going to be the same. And the thing about it is they can be switched out for Africans, for Chinese people, for um, uh, First Nations. Like you can switch out those two brothers, keep their lines the same, and nothing changes. Just change the name. So I got a brother, Shung. Who who did your your dinner work? Or I have, or no, it was Spice Girl. Either way, it's so odd to me. It was not odd. It's it's not surprising that you have nothing else to kind of bitch about. Because if I'm not mistaken, the French lady was on screen about just mm-hmm. as much as them, and they called her a, like a white bitch or a French bitch. Like, are we, so are we only picking and choosing what we're upset about? And then let's also talk about colorism then. Like, if you have all these issues, can we not jump into the relationship between um, Indigo and Clark and how that was handled? Because that small part, if that's all you took from the movie, then you were looking for something to be upset about. Like, and Mo Better Blues is a good film, but if you hold it up next to any other film back in what? This came out August 3rd, 1990. And not even just jewish people but just look at the depiction of anyone so if you look at a film made by a white team about black people look at how black people are portrayed if you look at a wasn't a whole lot white people dominated a lot um well we're in a situation we're in now but like it to me it's just silly like you're literally looking for now i'm that's not to say if you are a jewish person your feelings are not valid if Mm -hmm. that's how you feel but feelings aside you got to look at the facts Look at the damn facts. Like, I, I don't know. And I took them as evil only because of the information presented. The when, 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 <laughs> exactly. But no, no, no. And, that, and that's it. But then even with that evil conversation, when they was like, yeah, this is the deal that Giants struck with us. It was like, okay, well, they may very well be evil, but is this the deal that Giants struck with them? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make Jewish people, and if you if if you think the depiction of Jewish people in this black film in under ten minutes demonizes all Jewish people, then you have that preconceived notion to begin with. Because it's a shit ton of Jewish people, fictional and real, who are right. not like this. So, bruh, this is bullshit. That's it what it definitely. Is. I I think it kind of goes along with a lot of the other movies that we've talked about, especially with Spike so far, which. They've, we've had we've had problems out of like um because we earlier in the season um well oh gosh um I'm losing my mind what did we do <laughs> yes I'm losing anyway this is not this is not the first time Spike Lee's had problems um 
with any mm. any of his movies. Um, well, not say any, but um, his early movies. The vast majority. Yeah, like it, it seems mm. like it seems like Spike Lee always. It's always some type of controversy with him, especially with his with his early movies that he's had, and do the right thing. Sorry, I lost my mind. Do the we we did do the right thing earlier, yeah. and of course we had a similar conversation about people going crazy over do the right thing and how people are going to riot and go crazy in New York because <laughs> because of what Spike is portraying as far as like racial tension. But it, I never seen to me even me being an adult now. I never I didn't think he portrayed those guys as like. It just didn't come off as like anti-Jewish to me. Like I didn't, I didn't get that type of vibe from that. I, I just felt like these are two dudes who are clearly taking advantage of a of a band who's bringing in money to their club, mm-hmm. and they're just like, I don't care. We're gonna keep our money no matter what, and they're gonna have to suffer for it. And if anybody knows anything about business, what he depicted from them is what happens every day in business. It just is what it is. And really what the undertone of it all is, is that Spike Lee has had and probably will continue to have people come at him for his movies because he shows the strength of black people. Mm-hmm. So because he has all of these, whether it be positive uh, or negative depictions of us, that is something that they're going to come at him for, you know, not to mention the fact that if they even wanted to say that those same two brothers he has had in plenty of his other movies. So at the end of the day, like he's, he's, he's not discriminated against them. Um, And he had them play Italians. He had them play, I guess, Jewish people in this movie who knew Um, he's had them play, uh, all kinds of people mm-hmm. because he he has a recurring theme throughout his movie he keeps the same actors and actresses well, that, in throughout his movie we gotta give props to um his cast director he uses all the time robbie reed she is she is oh, yeah. very good robbie. at like she she continuously casts the same people keeping black people getting a check back in them days because in the mm-hmm. 90s <laughs> you really couldn't get no check and, and hardly anything these um in those days but i just felt like i feel like Hollywood really tried super hard to sabotage Spike in a lot of his endeavors. Um, Cause I think this movie is very ambitious in what it's trying to do, which for all intents and purposes for me is like a love story. Um, mm-hmm. And it more a love story in more yeah. than one way, as far as like bleak is concerned, cause bleak loves music. He loves women. Um, he wants to be better in life and stuff like that. But I just didn't see the, 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 the hate um i think critics was just trying to like kill let me just say this though um this is not the first Mm -hmm. time that somebody has put this on spike lee i think he he made a comment about um i can't remember the uh the exact year but he made a comment about jewish um people owning um different movie companies and how that affects him making movies and how he gets screwed over and that kind of blew up out of nowhere and this was early early in spike lee's career so some of this kind of stuff has actually mm-hmm. followed him uh for a while so i kind of get why sometimes it feels like he's getting sabotaged in some of the things that he's doing so i was uh mm-hmm. surprised to see that though and i appreciate that was like I big am. news in 1990 so that's crazy that's crazy maya i'm, a, I'm gonna pick on you i'm picking on you you going first on everything <laughs> Okay. Denzel's 
part in this? Where does it rank? How? Where do you put this in his all-time roles? Because he's played a lot of them. All-time roles, Denzel. No, I mean, nothing can top Malcolm X. Um, But I would put this high up in his category. I mean, in his catalog. Because it was, Bleak Gilliam was multifaceted. Like he really was in this, in this movie, you know, in the, in, in him being a jazz musician and them showing his love, quote unquote, for women, um, or his womanizing, um, uh-huh. uh, because that's what it was. Honey. But, um, <laughs> I would put, I would put this, I think that this was, if I had to put this up, I would put it up because it's one of Spike Lee's better movies. Like I like Spike Lee. I'm a fan of Spike Lee. I've seen most of, if not all of his mm-hmm. movies, but this and Malcolm X, I would put it up just from what you talked about earlier, the way that it was shot, the, the overall arching theme of the story. Um, it's what I said in the beginning. Did you see Denzel? But outside of the way that he looked, just his acting in this movie, I think was uh, very good. I, if I had, I don't know, all the Denzel movies. I mean, you put I mean, me on the spot. You're talking about damn glory. I mean, you're talking about, got a lot. I, I mean, but yeah. Everybody but got in the 90s, let's say okay. this. In the 90s, Denzel, there you go. I would put this as one of his, one of his higher movies. I think that he was very, I think that this movie was underrated. And I think Denzel Washington was underrated in this movie. Denzel Washington is who he is, mm-hmm. right? So he could put him in a damn soap commercial and it's going to be Denzel Washington. But I really think that this movie was very good. Like I, I love this movie. Yeah. I, I really can't say too. I mean, there's some things I could say, and I'm sure we're going to get into <laughs> it about his character, right. but I can't really say too many bad things about this movie, it, it, especially like the way that it was shot at the end. I know that we're going to get into it, but like the way that Spike Lee used the camera and then, uh, the the flashbacks it just seemed so mm-hmm. real kind of like he was watching a whole movie and Denzel mm-hmm. just portrayed it perfect and Denzel as a jazz musician mm, honey. <laughs> I, mean, I mean the sexiness of it just everything I I, I mean look, I can't really say anything bad about it but I will put him up mm. I will put this movie up there okay I'm not gonna give it a a, a one two. I'm not gonna I'm do not, that. Okay, I'm not gonna put you in in that corner. I ain't gonna even do that to you. Right. I ain't gonna say this is behind Malcolm X because Malcolm X is number one, and I ain't gonna say this is number two. But this is probably like number four. Number four. Okay. Hmm. That's. I gave it number four in the in the nineties. In the nineties. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm 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 kind of retreating on what <laughs> your overall Denzel part is for any year from forever but oh his best part is malcolm x out of any era his his out of i don't care if denzel played he was the hurricane he was damn the soldier in glory he was anything nothing in for me will top malcolm x malcolm x is number one in his in his catalog He was Malcolm X and he, and he goes into characters. You know, you don't look at Denzel. I don't look at Denzel the same in every movie. Mm. Like, you know how some people, they play the same, like you put Tay Diggs in a movie and that's no shade Tay Diggs, but I mean like you, you Tay Diggs in every movie, you Tay Diggs in every movie. You feel mm. what I'm saying? But like Denzel Washington, you make him Sam, Joe, Mark, 
whatever. He is Sam, Joe, Mark, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he definitely was Malcolm. And he was Bleak. Mm-hmm. Gilliam. Okay. okay, go ahead, Bleak Gilliam. Go ahead. <laughs> Rain. <laughs> Where do you rank this, 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 this Denzel Washington performance? Uh, pretty high. Uh, there's not really a Denzel movie that I do not like. Uh, well, not a Denzel role. I might not like a movie he's in, but he rarely, if ever, has disappointed me. Um, I don't really have a number. Uh, much like my, I can't put a number to, like, this is number two or five or whatnot. But I do think that this being a movie that I just for all intents and purposes, just saw for the first time because I was definitely a child before and should not have been watching this to begin with. So, I mean, the 90s people. Well, um, I have freedom. But I... House, so. <laughs> okay. Well, I was like three. So that's... Oh, the age of me. So, <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, 13's in. <laughs> I don't know. So, but no, no, no. I, um, I don't know if it's like Denzel alone or a combination of Denzel and then Spike Lee like the project itself, but to Maya's point, this is a role where like I believed I'm mm. watching Bleak. Though I see Denzel, this is Bleak. And so I think um I could probably come up with a like a number if I had time to sit down and just look at all yeah. of his films. But this is pretty high up there for me, which really kind of ain't saying much because I think all his movies are great. So like, (laughs) you know, I ain't like Malcolm X was trash. That's the one movie I hate. Like, I don't have those opinions about Denzel. So he's, he's, oh no, no, that was, I was, no, 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 that was like, no, no, no. I was going to say now, damn, this is about to turn into a different podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but when it comes to Denzel, a lot of things that I am, not grading, but lack of a better term, grading him on now is after watching Malcolm and Marie is like, could I see his son in this role? Like, cause if I could see his son step into that role, I think it's still a good movie, but I think it kind of loses mm. some a bit because even though that's your son, he has a lot of your mannerisms. To me, I look at it like he's just a copy of you. He grew up watching, like, what what movie is yours that I feel like even if your son did it, I'm still like, oh, no, that's Denzel. So that's kind of what how I look at his hmm. films now, but I thought this was really I don't great. really see him doing, like, I don't see Denzel doing nothing like Tenet. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me kind of separated him and his dad. Like I feel like no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think uh, JD is even a bad actor. What I, what I'm just saying is after watching Malcolm and Marie and like seeing a lot of his father and some of the things that he was doing and saying. Mm-hmm. Now when I look at Denzel movies and it's not a knock to either one of them, I do see them separately. But I wonder, like, could I see his son being bleak? Like, mm-hmm. if I can, uh, because that is the next best kind of carbon copy you got people who can maybe imitate his voice but like this is his blood his flesh right. and blood so but that's just something i do like in my head it's not something i'm judging either one of them on. right so i i have this ranked pretty high but i'm probably gonna get some flack for why i got it ranked pretty high yeah. so i feel like this movie don't work denzel's character don't work without wesley snipes like him and wesley snipes playing off of each other in this movie that's what has me rank this his character in this movie so well not the movie but just his his character so high like if we being honest wesley snipes was keeping up with Denzel in this movie wesley snipes was acting pretty pretty doggone good itself i feel like for him to have wesley to play off of 
that helped him his I don't think he could he could have teamed up with any other actor at that for that role for that shot for Shadow. I just feel like that that kind of elevated Denzel with what he was doing in this movie. I, I know I, I know we all may be looking crazy at me, but <laughs> Denzel is Denzel. I, I understand this. But this is early, this is still kind of early Denzel, if we're if we're being honest. Because mm-hmm. Denzel really didn't start getting his stride until, you know, mid nineties, you know what I'm saying, like Ron. And I love when him and Spike Lee work together. They work together on several movies. But this one in particular, if he doesn't have an actor like Wesley Snipes playing Shadow, I don't really I'm not saying it would be bad, but it wasn't it wouldn't be the caliber of what he he put on the screen now, on this movie. I just don't I would have to disagree with that. Rain, I don't mean to cut you off. But I would have to dis I would have to disagree with that. And I mean everybody got their opinion. Don't get me wrong. But the reason being is because Shadow was a a main character, but Shadow wasn't the the story of him and Shadow wasn't the story. If you if you talk about taking away even Spike Lee's character, Giant, if you talk about taking that away, sure. If you talk about taking the character Indigo and Clark away, sure. But Shadow was kind of like just a, I mean, like he was intricate, but he wasn't, if he wasn't there, Bleak still would have been Bleak and it would have still been the story of Bleak. Mm -hmm. Shadow was just kind of like a comma within the sentence. Mm -hmm. He wasn't like an adjective. You feel what I'm saying? Like he just wasn't. He just, but I mean, I get what you mean, but I don't think that the movie would have been like, nah, it wouldn't have been that good. It would have been Shadow wasn't there. It would have been right, good yeah. regardless. But what I'm saying is, Wesley Snipes is like, I'm just as smooth as you do. Except I'm a little bit of a hater. You know what I'm saying? I'm just as smooth. I'm just as good looking as you are. Like, I am just as I'm on that level with you. So I'm just I just feel like I like the fact that like Denzel had somebody like Wesley Snipes to play off of and their little back and forth works because I'm, I'm saying Wesley Snipes is that strong of an actor to be able to mm-hmm. help. I know it's hard for people to believe this, but to help Denzel pull out what he had to pull out for this character too. He needed he needed somebody like like uh, Wesley Snipes. I don't think that it, it couldn't be anybody, especially from that time, that could have went um, shot for shot with him in certain scenes. So I just feel like it, it helped elevate Denzel. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. It kind of helped elevate Denzel and made the character whole to me you get what i'm saying so i just i'm just trying to give wesley snipes his props because a lot of people don't really give wesley snipes his props when, when it comes to acting and stuff like that and wesley snipes can act like he's a great he's, he's wesley was wesley during that time i mean don't get it twisted he was who he was during that time mm-hmm. i just like if you put it like that then it's like all right cool I hear what you're saying. But if you put it like the story, like the story, mm-hmm. no. But if you put it like acting for actor for actor, I I mean, I might can, <laughs> I, I might, I might be like, oh, okay. No. I, I hear you. I don't know if I feel you, but I, I hear you. you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I just, I don't know. It still ranks high. It's one of my favorite, one of my more favorite roles with uh, Denzel. But I just feel like Wesley Snipes being there and him just having like somebody that can kind of go can act with him, it just made it made it just made it a lot better. Like it made the character bleak a lot better for me. How do you feel, Rain, 
about the love triangle between Clark, Bleak, and Indigo. Late for school, all your little children will have their little hearts broken. Yeah, speaking of broken hearts, Bleak. You know what my mother always used to tell me? She used to say, don't ever marry a musician, let alone go out with one. She said I'd be inviting grief and pain and tears and heartbreak to my doorstep. Yeah, well, your mother wasn't talking about me. Maybe not. You're a good brother, Bleak. But you still don't know what you want. Everything with you is so damn regulated. A certain time to do this, a certain time to do that. Everything's on a schedule, a timetable. Loosen up, tight ass. Let me explain something to you. Life is short, okay? I need it like this to do all the things I gotta do. I like order. Order's fine, but you're ridiculous. And what do you want? I want a man who knows what he wants. Decisive. You don't know what you want. Make up your mind to be a man and don't be wishy-washy on me. Hmm. I know what I want. My music, everything else is secondary. I knew you would say that. Then why'd you ask? Was it? Was it terrible? Was it great? Did you love it? Did you hate it? How did you feel about this this love triangle we had the whole movie? And, and can I can I come to your house and say, save me, save me, please? And then we just. Maya, I'm gonna come to your house. Maya, I'm coming to your house and be like, Maya, just save me. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gonna get to me. You gonna get to me next, Lorraine. You go ahead and say what you gonna say. You want you oh you gonna get to me. Look, I actually liked it. I don't. There are problems with it. My problems come in truly at the very end. Yep. <laughs> um, but I feel like for the most part. As terrible as Bleak was, he was, I'm not going to say very honest. He was um, honest about the situation. I'll say that. Because nobody, no no one in this situation was unaware of the other person. So that's where I really kind of come down on. Now, there was some shady shit in that damn, that one night in Paris, that one night in the doctor, <laughs> whatever that was. And I was like, you know, of course I saw it before it happened because I was like, oh, I know this shit going to happen. But and truly, I would have handled that scene a bit different if I was the director. But you know, Which one? that's that. Uh, the scene with the red dress, oh, the two red dresses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I liked the relationships, even like the the fucked up parts about. Like I liked it all because I felt like when you're looking at romance, there's this idea that okay so for me i write i write novels that's what i do i write uh contemporary black novels mainly romantic elements and a big issue of mine is that folks are telling me you don't write romance because romance there has to be a happily ever after that's not real life that's not real life you could be with a motherfucker for five years and then for something that's either been building or something newly learned or whatever, it doesn't work out. That doesn't make it any less of a romance. Those experiences are still there. So with this relationship or throup or whatever, I felt like it was real. It felt like a real situation. So no matter how messy it got, for the most part, Bleak was very honest. You may not have liked his answers, and he yeah. may have been being an asshole, but he was never dishonest with these women. He was, well, the the red dress scene is, was, was fucking me up. Take that out your mind. But no, all in all, I do 
like the romance part because this also happens day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And when you are telling a story, I think someone said there's like only like four or five stories that will ever exist. It's just the way that you tell them. And this same story showed up in so many movies, so many books, so many fanfics. Like I have a film right now in my head that I'm going to bring up later that feels like it was pulled right from two scenes in this movie, a whole feature length film. Mm. Um, so all in all, I did like it. I like the ups and downs. And if I'm going to be completely honest, Denzel is fine. So like, as long as he <laughs> wasn't beating nobody. Like I was with it. I was like, okay, yes, absolutely. I wear red, um, button down shirt. It could be the same color, nigga, red slacks and all. Like, what do you want from me? I want to sit in in the diner too. Fuck that. Um, but no, no, all no. I thought it was no matter how, no matter what response that relationship elicited from you, that was a real story that happens all the time. Even if it didn't happen to Spike Lee, if he pulled it out his ass, it still happens. Um, and I was with it except for those two parts. The mm. two parts. Other than that, why the fuck would you, who ain't gonna be in the throuple with this? Like, nigga, come the fuck home. And and not not to be funny, it's not like um Clark and Indigo were ugly because they were far the fuck yeah. from it. I'm just right. saying for my they personal actually, take, they, to me, they were actually more um approachable women than usually than than you see in some of these some of the movies from back in the day too. Like I really felt. So wait, like, wait. Hmm? What do you mean? Like, well, you, sometimes you know, sometimes um in um movies from back in those days, well, now too, over sexualized bodies mm, are okay. fake. Um, you get a, mm-hmm. just a lot of a lot of fluff with nothing there. And yeah, okay. You know, Indigo and Clark both are mm. women that I felt like if I seen them out, I could talk to them and have a conversation, and ask them out on a mm-hmm. date. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's what they felt. Mm-hmm. That's what they felt like in the movie. So that's why I was just like, "Yo, like it felt." <laughs> we've been doing this podcast for so long because right. I feel the same way. It, it yeah. it's a it was a real situation. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, and I'll wrap up with this. To your point earlier, but in a different way, I feel like without Clark and Indigo, you don't get the same film. Mm, I feel like right. they are the fire yes. that fuel the rest of it. Because I, I, honestly and truthfully, you can switch out. And this is no dig against Wesley, because I mean he fine as hell too. Like <laughs> at this point, I'm still. And it, let me just, okay, let me stop. He was so, fine back then. He was. Yo, look, that in the nineties. Come on, yeah. <laughs> but um. But I feel like you could switch him out with anyone and still tell the same story. Mm-hmm. But these two women, they had a very particular look about them, both of them. And I I just, I, of course, you could switch them out as well. But without those characters and specifically those actresses, you don't get the bleak that we get. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't feel like you do. I don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's my two cents. Maya. How do you feel? What was the question again? The love triangle between Clark Bleak and Indigo. How did you feel? What was your thoughts about this? Mm -mm. Okay. (laughs) I felt like much to Rain's point, it was a it was real, right? It this happens every day. I've been in this situation. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been in, in this same situation. So it's a real situation that happens that's happening right now as we're speaking. Mm. So that part about it, cool. That not not with me. Oh. I'm out of that situation. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm 
I didn't groan. I'm out of that situation. But no, it was a real situation. What I'll say about it is, is this is very interesting to from a woman's perspective. Right. Denzel Washington, well, Bleak, excuse me, Bleak in this movie was in love with Indigo and he was in lust with Clark. Mm-hmm, right. um, that part of it was very interesting. When you look at the movie, it seems like, oh, he got two women. He doesn't have two women. He has a woman and he's entertaining Clark. Mm-hmm. Indigo was the person who was around his father. Indigo in the end was the person that he went back to. He didn't treat Indigo the same. He lied to both. He told him a quote unquote the truth, but he spared the feelings of Indigo. Even in the scene with the red dress that you were speaking about, when he went over to uh, sit down at the table and he handled it, he was he was protecting uh, Indigo's feelings. He told Clark, you know what it is. I'm she here. What I'm going to do? I mean, he was like, tell her to leave. And he was like, oh, I can't tell her to do that. This is an open club. But he wasn't going to tell her to do that because he was quote unquote. And I I use this word very loosely. He <laughs> respected her in a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's a man thing. I don't know what y'all be thinking about in your head <laughs> with, 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 when it comes down to how you respect this woman and how you don't the other one. I thought that the, I thought that it was interesting. I don't think that bleak told he was like a truth teller in it though like they knew about each other they knew that the other one existed but they didn't know to what extent it existed i think if anybody knew the truth it was clark more than it was indigo Mm -hmm. she was like because remember in the scene when they was going back and forth on the sex scene and then clark was like oh you and he called them by each other's name and clark was like oh you think i don't know about your other woman Mm -hmm. and indigo was more in it like how could you do this to me how could you call me her name so i mean it was very interesting to watch it was a good dynamic i feel like rain it you don't have this story this story is threefold it's about the relationship with his friend the relationship with the women and then his relationship with the with his music yeah. it has nothing to do with shadow he fit in there kind of with the relationship <laughs> with the music but the women and the overarching theme of the of bleak and his selfishness mm. Is really what the movie was about. We'll get into that. But I enjoy. I mean, I ain't gonna say as a woman, you know, I could I could come to it at the point like I can't believe it when you did all this da da da. <laughs> but like realism is, is that did you see him in the movie? Oh my god! So yeah, he had more than one woman. Negates everything else, right? It doesn't negate everything else, but it's like unless he's a musician, they horse. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? It just it is what it is. You out here on the road, you're doing shows. You anybody that's got something to do with music somewhere, playing an instrument, recording it, you know, whatever, you got stuff going on. You out here because you gotta think about it like you a sexy ass trumpet player. You look good, but it's about the power, right? He the leader. He up on the stage. He doing the talking. Of course, he got women. He got bitches. Like, yes. Uh, and I would expect it. So, I mean, while it was a, it was a, it was a good dynamic to the story. Um, it made the movie. It made you realize, like, 
what are you putting, what are you putting into something, right? Mm -hmm. Like Bleak put all of this into one thing and he didn't cultivate these other things. He thought that he did, but he really didn't. So again, it was a good dynamic. I mean, as a woman, I'm like, as a real, a realist, let me say this, Mm -hmm. the women are not as a realist. I understood it. Mm -hmm. I understood it. That's all. Now that coming to my house at the end, save me. Baby, no. Save my life. Uh-uh. My that that please. part of the movie. That's what I want you to save my life. And then we get married. That part of the movie has always pissed me <laughs> off. Now I have to come from the woman's perspective and say, it's just like a nigga to, 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 to want you to save their damn life. Now you done did me, ran me through the, the ringer, the dryer, and now save my life. I ain't talked to you in a year. Ain't thought about talking to you either. Letters, everything. <laughs> and I and and here's the thing: I could relate to that too. Come on, same. I could re- I could relate to that same exact situation. Where the hell you been? I was just a, a thought of past, and now here you come talk about save my life. No, baby, I got my own life to save, honey. Uh, I, I got to save me. Well, he was knocking so, on the window. I don't know. I, he could have been knocking on the door and I would have called the cops. It's, I wouldn't have called the cops. I ain't going to call the cops on a black man. But I would have, I don't know, I would have screamed out that window, yo, get off my step, my man, because yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. Well, no. Well, Indigo seen who it was and she didn't know what was going on. This man is in the rain, collar up. Worst failure of his life. And he down. But why is why did you have the worst failure of your life, and then you come running back to me? Why is it now? But 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 here's the thing. No, when I was when you was at your highest, when you was at your highest, and everything was going well, you was running on me. Mm. Regardless of how you felt about me, regardless of the like I said, quote unquote respect that you gave me, you was running on me. But now that you at your lowest, you like, well, you know who I could get to save me? Because I already know the Indigo was always going to be in my corner because she always been in my corner. And that's saying a lot about that whole situation. It just says a lot about a person. And I mentioned it was the selfishness of Bleak. And that scene was. Hey, selfish is knocking on your door. How you doing? I mean, selfish ended up getting married and having a kid, though. I don't care, but Go is ahead. that the goal to get married and have a baby? I'm just saying. Because is that all you giving me? You ain't even a damn musician now. What were you doing for income? Because that's the shit that I was thinking. Oh, like, what's your exactly job, brother? What, what you doing now? How's husband? I'm just saying, you was all, you was bleak Gilliam. You was up there. You was leading a band. You was getting a couple of dollars. Now you ain't got nothing. You can't play. You're in the dumps. And now you want me to come save you. And then my reward is having a baby and getting married. And Aww. having baby, a baby. We got to do better. I'm bleak, bleak is bleak of the past. Bleak, what have you done for me lately, honey? Bleak future is bleak. That's what it is. I, I mean, I'm just saying. She should have made him her Clark. That's what she should have did. Oh my! You see, Clark, she was like, oh, mm. yeah. uh, let me move on to the next. She was, let me move on to the next. Andy gonna help me sing. Mm, bye bye. Like, okay, Shadow, I'm with it. Even after your credit card got declined, I'm still gonna give you some. Why mm-hmm. not? Because. Because Clark wasn't, it wasn't like that with Clark. Clark liked Bleak, but Clark was op- opportunist in the way of like, mm. what can you do for me? It was, it really, man, that's no shade to her, but it, 
that's just what it was. It was like, you know, when when it started looking bleak, it was kind of like, I don't know. It's looking kind of, I don't know. She yeah. jumped ship. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say she was pushed off that ship. I ain't even going to say she jumped ship. Cause, she was pushed. Wow. She would have jumped anyway. Oh, that's absolutely. She, absolutely. She would have jumped regardless. She wasn't, absolutely. she wasn't, she ain't a, she's, she wasn't a, uh, stick around for the long haul type of chick. She mm-hmm. was uh I'm having fun with you. I'm enjoying you. Look how you look. And you the leader of the band type of chick. Mm-hmm. And again, that's no shade. Right. Yes, she was right. because yeah. even before Bleak called her, listen, even before Bleak called her by the other name, she was, it, it, let me tell you something. Then this is speaking from a woman's perspective. Okay. If you into a man, if you into a man that much, well, regardless of what he do, you ain't jumping into the man another the arms of another man that quick. You you ain't you ain't just like oh shadow years all about you and now next thing you know we screwing. That ain't no, how that works. If she was nine, nah, it ain't. It's nobody that's it's not that smooth when you really into the situation. You see, Indigo ain't go nowhere because she loved him. She was now whether that be good or bad, she loved him and she was like devastated over the situation. Clark was like, I got something else to do. Right, and his name is Shadow and I'm doing him on the balcony, oh, in the bed, in hey. the wherever. And he gonna help mm-hmm. me sing. He gonna get my career together. And he did. He and he did. Promises. Yep. Interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, y'all got me. I, mean, I know I had went off on the deep end instead of just answering the question, but I'm just saying. You did that. Damn, I had to rethink my... <laughs> yeah, nigga. Well, no, because I honestly okay. Here's here here's here was my thing. And I think I'm I'm looking at it from crazy brain probably, but I I really I it was a very real situation, which I, I completely was like, I get it. Like I get this. But I in all honesty, I really felt like Clark was not good for him at all. I was just like, She's not good for you, my dude. Like you need to Why let not? that go. Um because she was a groupie. Well, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna say that. I'm not gonna that say that. Groupies. But it just <laughs> felt like she was interrupting certain important parts of his life. Like the when you first meet Clark and Clark shows up and he's like, Clark, what time okay. is it? It's, it's one o'clock. Okay. <laughs> it's like I, I'm okay, practicing. Or when she bit his lip. Or you know what I'm saying? Just okay. certain situations okay. when she was talking about. She yeah, brought up the singing, and he was just like, "Well, I don't think we're ready for all that yet." You know what I'm saying? I just felt like she was interrupting his life a little bit too much. And I knew what well, I knew what Bleak was there for. He was there for the sex. I get it, but in some ways, I really felt like she had feelings for Bleak too. Ain't no, there's not a lot of people that's gonna pop bumps on your back after y'all laying in the bed. You know, like you gotta really, really like somebody to be doing stuff like that too. No, you don't. You don't. No, you don't. Hmm. No, you don't. These were. I mean, I'm a woman, and I'm saying this. Yeah. And and I'm and people sit there, and this is no shade to you fellas either. Fellas, a pillow talk with a whore. Um, yes. and so, and, and they'll be popping his back and they'll be popping his bumps on his back too. You know, you think you're going out to get your little, uh, wet. And next thing you know, she know all your damn life story and she popping bumps on your there back. You so that ain't, I just, <laughs> y'all, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing, honey. I don't, I know in the, in the, if we wanted to, like, uh, oh, I, I'm really into him popping bumps. Right. People is popping bumps when they going out for a one night stand. And I'm just saying, like, you got a bump, I see it. It's like, oh, you got a little bump on your back. Let me, um, 
Mm, well, Let me get that oh, for that you. Was... They ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Now that she was cutting his toenails and and mm. and, and, and you know uh, getting his hangnails out and stuff, then I might be like, yeah, she really liked him. Yeah. Did pop a that bump on his back? They don't mean nothing. Well, okay. And I'm a seasoned woman okay. of, I, of a certain I age. I'm just I understand. I understand. Mm. I just felt like it was a very real portrayal. I felt like Bleak was as upfront as he could be. With the two women, I, I know there were some indiscretions that happened. I think that I love that though about the the dynamic because he they didn't know about each other. To to kind of follow up on the point, and I forgot which one of you said it, how he respected one a whole lot more than the other one. Like Indigo was like, I gotta, she's that's who I love. That's my woman. Like that's who I'm with. I'm going to respect everything about her, so on and so forth. And with Clark, but I just, I felt like Clark was just so, so bad for her. I was like, she is too bad for you. Couldn't have been that bad because he didn't cut her off. But she was very. No, she, you know why he didn't cut her off? She, oh, absolutely. She was very no, attractive. I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, no. And she had yeah. that that thing, you know. So, mm-hmm. I but I enjoy I enjoy having those types of um, situations in movies like that. Like, like mm-hmm. it was very real. Um, I don't think a lot of people portray those types of relationships in the in the way that they should. Especially, I th- I liked how Spike. My one of my favorite parts when we get to like what we rewatch. That's one of my favorite scenes. The scenes where he calls yes. a woman by her other name and the way Spike that? um shot it and then br- he breaks the third wall and looks directly into the camera like I've really messed I up. I love that. That you can do that in any type of movie for me, and I'm like yes. This is the best movie. It could be a cartoon. I'm like, yes, that's what you're. Yes, this movie is great. So yeah, I but I, I really enjoyed them playing off of each other and just the 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 sight of seeing a real relationship with black folks. Because a lot of times when they when they do black people in relationships, it really there's not a lot of movies that do it well and do it as real as mm-hmm. this one. And I like. I like the fact that he did that, and I think that a lot a lot of that comes from um, previous movies that he's done, especially She's Got to Have It, which that is one of my favorite movies. Also, She's Got to Have It is like amazing, um, but I, mm. the betrayal and everything, I just I just felt like Clark was just really bad for him, and is it the end? If we all talked about it, that ain't ain't nothing about that believable to me. Ain't no way I'm gonna come into somebody's house and be like, I'm gonna be like, Maya, please, Maya, save me, save my, yes, save my life. Please stop it. Indigo. What? I want you to be with me. Get off, please. I want you to be with me. Get off. What about before? I don't care. Please get off, please. I don't want to hold you, please. I want us to have a son. Get off. What do you think this is? You just want me to drop everything now and just trust you? I want you to be with me. I want you to be my wife. Are you crazy? I'm not crazy. Go tell that to somebody else. I'm telling it to you. I know what you want, Lee. You want me to save your life. Yes. That's what you're asking me. I want you to save my life. Stop it, Lee. Stop it. Stop it. Get off. Like, I don't want to do this. Get off me. Stop it! 
You want me to beg? Beg it. Save my life. Please. Like, yeah, that's what men say without saying the word save my life. That's their actions. Their actions are save me and rescue me and uh, be about me. And, uh, you know, it's all about what I got going on. And I know I ain't talked to you in a year. I don't know what you got going on. I don't know if you got a man laid up in here or not, but save me. You know, he didn't say anything about us. Or what you been doing? You know, how's yeah. your life been going? How's how have you been uh uh making it since I left you or since you left me or whatever? You know, it's just like and not to mention the fact that Come on. Not to mention the fact that I'm in love with you. Mm. We had a relationship. You done mm. got beat up in the hospital, can't play no more. I'm reaching out to you, trying to make sure you good. You shunning me, which it happens, right? It happens. People go through their stuff. They got to go through it however they got to go through it. But you shunning me. But now, you screw my feelings. Save me. Right. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, like, what's, what's, what's going on? I, I hated that. <laughs> I, 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 what I'll say this is this. As a woman, I looked at that part of the movie and I was like, even when I first, I remember first seeing it, like, oh, she going to take them back. Because I just know how we do, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you love somebody. It's just like he didn't worry. Plus, he was holding on to her so damn tight. It was like she couldn't get nowhere. It was like this is a little aggressive. She's like, get out my yeah. house. She's like, you need to get out. And he's just like, uh, uh-uh. uh, uh, because he knew it was like, where else can I go that somebody is going to put up with all of this? And and so I was happy. I mean, not happy. I was well. Look, I I was happy because Rain, you mentioned it. It was a movie that was real that didn't have to have this happy romantic ending. That was it turned out to be a happy ending, but it it went through ebbs and flows as life goes to get to that happy ending. And even the way that he came and he said, save me and all of that, it was very dramatic, very real. Um, and then they ended up having a happy ending. And that's great because once you get past the rough patch, you usually do, I guess, get back into the, oh, my baby, my life, my love, you know, and everything. Just let me say this. This is for me. Go ahead. You know? yeah. um, any man that's out there listening, um, don't come knocking on my door in the rain, um, busting out my windows, talking about save me. Now, if you want to come knocking on my door in the rain, you know, showing your uh, love for me, cool. But uh, don't come talking about save me. I got to save myself. You know, uh-huh. you know what they say when you're on a plane. You save yourself first. Now, I don't care. Yep. You save yourself first and then I can help you. You know what I'm saying? Make sure I'm good. You know, pour into me. (laughs) Make sure I'm cool. I'm just giving that as a PSA if anybody's listening and you want to date me. I'm just saying. I don't think that works anymore now. I think 90, I think 1990. These people are doing some stuff. But I don't think think somebody like, save me. And they're going to be like, all right, like, oh, gas too high for that. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's working in 2022 right now. Uh, <laughs> she said, "Don't do that." Right. Okay, this is a question that I most definitely wanted to ask, and it might sh- y'all might be y'all might not take it the right way, or y'all might think I'm crazy when I ask this. But this is I was looking at it this way: Who was the bigger villain to Bleak? Was it Shadow, 
or was it giant? Maya? You want to take this way? Oh, I, this is whatever. Go ahead. Go, knock it out. I think it was giant. Well, 100%. It was it was giant. Regardless of whether giant was his friend or not, he took and took and took and took, and he and eventually taking away what he loved the most. Um, and I don't uh, I don't fault giant because he had an addiction. You know, an addiction is real. It's a disease. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something. Even though people think that it is, it's not something that you can help. Um, I mean, you can help yourself eventually, but you have to want to help yourself. Nobody can help you, regardless of whether he gave him the money time after time after time. Um, he, it just was what it was, right? So I don't fault Giant in a certain way because of his addiction. However, um, I fought him. So it's a twofold thing. I fought him because you do know that you have an addiction and you do know you need to stay away from people, you know. But that monster and that monkey gets on your back and you need somebody to use. So I think that he was the bigger villain to him because ultimately he took his life. Right. He what what he loved the most was which was music from him helping him. And even with them trying to get the contract with them, like bleak, um, was a prime example of trying to help somebody that don't want to help themselves. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think Shadow was a villain to him at all. Shadow really, if you really think about it, like even at the end, Shadow was his friend. They just had a competitive situation going on, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't trying, he wasn't trying to like do him harm. Giant, on the other hand, I don't think he was trying to do him harm, but he did him harm. Mm -hmm. Ring, bigger villain. I think Bleak, Bleak was the bigger villain. Boy, nah. No. No, it was Blake. That I, dude, you're villain. taking my question, and I, 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 who was the villain to Bleak? Bleak Mama, no, it's Blake. Uh, you're terrible. No, out of those two, <laughs> out of those two, I would, um, yeah, I would of course have to go with Giant because I am shocked. <laughs> no, because you, it's one thing for me where I would have almost said it was Shadow. That interaction they had immediately after they met up in the hallway, after the two dresses in the crowd, that showed me, no, he's not a villain. Shadow is not your villain. Because if if they hadn't had that conversation and Shadow had have continued on, then maybe. Maybe. But no. Between she ain't mine, she don't belong to me, this and that, and then him getting his ass whooped and Shadow having a fucking panic attack trying to get the scarf out his damn like I can't I can't look at Shadow being the villain at all like in no parts like I mean he because again his issues with Bleak were valid his issues were the same issues that Clark and Indigo was having it is the Bleak show and I am just orbiting around your son and that's not right we need more money like yeah you the Diana Ross, but nigga, the Supremes got to eat too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so I couldn't eat. see, even if you didn't like Shadow, I don't think you can say that he was the villain because mm-hmm. he was lit. He, I'll tell you this, is the star in a whole nother movie. Like if we look at this film from Shadow's point of view, like I still can't demonize right. him for anything. So I'd have to say, um, Giant mainly because his actions didn't only affect Bleak, they affected the rest of the band as well. In ways where, like, you gonna cuss me out about my white French woman, but 
you out here owing money to Tom, Dick, and Harry and ain't giving me mine. Oh, my French uh, white woman, caucus woman, finna come and sit on my lap, nigga. You give me the funds that I need, I'm gonna bring her and every other shade of whiteness in this motherfucker and piss you the fuck off. But the rule is the rule. Come on now. The The rule is also pay us what you owe us. And, and he, he wasn't worried about the rule when he went and sat next to him and borrowed that money from him. And when he Come was on. like, oh, I'm going to get it back to you or whatever. Come and on. everybody knew that Giant was a gambler. And he was a leech. Like, even if you take away his gambling, he mm-hmm. was a leech. Mm-hmm. Like, he he rolled Bleak's coattail. And that's just what it was. At least with Shadow, he stood on his own. Yeah. He was his own great musician in his own right. You know what I'm saying? He eventually had his own band. He was... He wanted he Shadow wanted what Bleak had. Mm-hmm. It was the competitiveness of them, but he wasn't trying to because he really could have taken he could have taken advantage from the door and been mm-hmm. like, they ain't paying us what we worth, let's go somewhere else. He didn't do that. So he wasn't trying to like he wasn't trying to um be a villain to Bleak. I don't right, think right. he was no, just trying he was just it just was what it was. I mean you you men are competitive. I think people just are competitive mm-hmm. with each other. And I mean, just because he wanted what he had, but I don't I didn't like what you said, Rain. He was, yeah. a, he was, it was, it bleak was a damn villain to himself. Everybody too. And I don't even think Shadow wanted what he had. I think Shadow and him wanted the same thing. And he Shadow wanted his woman enough. Well, but also. She wanted him back. Nah. She wanted him back, but he went. He pursued her. She didn't pursue right. him. She but was an opportunist, so she on. was going to go wherever the wind blew. But he oh. went. No, 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 no. Keep going. She no, no, was no, going to no. go. She was going to go wherever. Now you didn't watch this movie. She was going to go wherever the wind blew. Now I'll tell you that much. Yes, she was. Yeah, you. We do know that. You know why? Because at the end, she was singing with Shadow, and in the movie, she was. What they say, boning. She was boning Shadow. So she wasn't yeah. worried about Bleak. Soon as Bleak called her that other name, she was like, uh uh-huh, next wind, next to the <laughs> on to the next. She wasn't she wasn't worried about that. My only oh my only issue with that is the red dress scene. I the way I interpreted that was Bleak set that up. Now not to say that the the words weren't true and that um uh, Shadow didn't mean every bit of it, but when when Bleak was talking to Giant and he was like, "Hey, they out there. We you owe me fifty dollars. We talked about this." And he was like, "Oh, watch me handle it." The fact that Shadow went over it, now I could be reading that wrong, but for me, I was like, "Okay, Shadow and Bleak must have discussed some type of distraction because there's no other way that I can rationalize." Okay, now if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's just, I was like, "This this gotta be." You know, and then them uh, shaking hands or whatever the fuck they did, like right after. I was like, nah. okay, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. He was a nice now, you okay. see the way that they shook hands. The way that they shook hands was like, uh, don't forget who she belonged yeah, to. That's the way that they shook hands. He okay. saw her. He wanted her. He mm-hmm. went over there and he was like, that's why he was like, you look fire in that dress or whatever. And that was the, also mm-hmm. the reason why when Bleak came back over there, he was like, you should you should be careful look with the uh, company Ooh. that you mm-hmm. keep. Yeah. And and he was like, because and but see, the way that he came over to Clark, he was like, be careful with the company that you keep. Mm-hmm. And I, you, you, you already know what this is. Yeah, yeah, I invited you, but like, be clear. You here with me. Don't embarrass me. That's mm-hmm. the way that he said that. And then when he went mm-hmm. back to Shadow, it was like, 
I know you want what I got. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't no damn distraction. That was him no, getting no, no, caught no. up playing yeah. two women the same dress. Yeah, no, no, didn't no. think that Indigo was going to show up. And he mm. banked on the fact, like most men do that run around, they usually got a woman that stays at home, that ain't out there, that ain't in the clubs, that ain't doing Lord. this, that ain't, you know, all about the spotlight. And okay. then they got another woman that's doing this, that, and the third and out there. And he can be out there with her because he knows that his woman is at home. She shows up. Uh, Maya, Maya, business. Quit telling my business. I'm just I, saying. I, what I don't want. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm just giving a little free game. That's what it is. But see, the thing that I absolutely love about this movie, and if y'all tell, if y'all take this away from me, I'm, I'm, I'm it up. <laughs> Clark and Indigo never talk shit about each other. Yeah. It was always towards him. Like and I, I absolutely love that because you all too many times you get motherfuckers who in fiction and in real life you want to demonize quote unquote the other woman when you not fucking her mm-hmm. you not fuck like y'all have no agreement you ain't even know this lady's name until it slipped out by accident and I love that they it was always him mm-hmm. always and and for this to be a nineteen ninety film mm-hmm. and we're in twenty twenty two and I just saw some shit on Twitter where the girl was like. A fictional situation. No, have y'all seen the video of that girl walking up hugging guys at some festival? Yeah. So there was a, a, a quote to that that was like, "Yeah, she do that shit, and um, I'm a shooter or something." I was like, in your fictional contraption that you've come up with, you are still cussing this girl out who knew nothing about y'all in this fictional situation. Your man who is yours, you gonna shoot this woman? who's doing a TikTok prank because he hugged her back. I was like, what? So that very real thing that just happened like two days ago is the exact reason why I love that relationship between those two or lack thereof, because it was never, they never set you up to be like, Clark is the villain. No, Clark is fucking with a nigga who's fucking with her. Mm-hmm. She's not the villain. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's, I was like, I love that. Now that you can't take nothing away from this movie with that because there are so many times black, white, red, green or whatever you're pitting these women against each other in a situation that is out of their control. Right. She didn't make them sleep with that woman. Right. I, so I love that. I just want to I love that there. too. And I love the yeah. fact that when it was all said and done and he called them by the other names mm-hmm. that they were the ones that walked away because mm-hmm. he was on his cocky shit of like, well, if you can hang, you can hang. And they was like, mm, I can't hang. Mm-hmm. And they look back and mm-hmm. you know, you, so I love that too. When I watched it today, I was like, yeah, that's yeah. the way we gotta be. Bleak is sick. He called though. He, so call, he called him up. Hey. No, hey. fuck that. That nigga sick. You there's so many women who would have been okay with this situation. That's the thing that kills oh, okay. me. If you are so this, ill, this, oh, okay with it too. This, okay. They was okay with it too. They was all right. They knew about each other. That ain't mm-hmm. they they knew about each other before they called each other's name because the mm-hmm. red dress scene happened huh. before they called each other's names. And she mm-hmm. was like, Oh, you think I don't know about your other woman? Is mm-hmm. she happy? Oh, is she happy? They knew about each other. They was cool with it. But see, let me just say this as a woman. You might be cool with some stuff. But mm-hmm. don't cross the line of the stuff. Respectful. And so if I'm cool, I know that you got another woman mm-hmm. and I'm dealing with you. I'm dating you or whatever. And I'm like, it's whatever. Cause mm-hmm. we're not official. Right. 
don't cross the line of calling me the other woman's name or getting me confused with the other woman or, you know, making our thing, whatever our thing is, whether it be small or big, have to do with the other woman. You know what I'm saying? And he crossed that line. That's the reason why they was like, nah, I'm good. Okay. If they didn't do that, they would have stayed. They would have both stayed. And neither one of them would have made him choose. Hmm. That's the reason why he never chose. Okay. Yeah. Even though he would have always chose Indigo. Hold on. Hold, yeah. hold on. Hold on. Because you, you, you guys are stepping on my, my last question before oh. Movie Nerd. Oh, sorry. It, so sorry. I might as well go sorry. ahead and get the question out there so we can get have the conversation, which is, is Bleak a bad guy? Yes. <laughs> I mean, why was that a question? Yes, but, he is. Some people might not look at like just like the villain question. Like, okay, let me go back to this. So I asked mm-hmm. that villain question because there are some people who look at at uh, Shadow as the villain. He, they, a lot of people look at Shadow as the 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 person who is basically being an opportunist, even though. We might not look at it that way because I agree with you guys too. I think Giant was the one that was more of a villain to to Bleak than anything. He he hurt Bleak the most. But there are people mm-hmm. who actually look at Shadow as per someone who who was actually trying to conquer what 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 Bleak had. He did it in a very um how can I say it? sneaky maybe kind of way. Um took took the took the man's other woman. Hated on him very hard. And I'm not saying this is what I think. I'm just saying those are some no, of the here, opinions yeah. that some people may have about this. That's why I gave the question out who's the actual villain be- between Giant mm. and Shadow. Because there's some people who would kind of say, nah, like he really was trying to take this man down and trying to take his band and everything. He challenged him on everything know. that he tried to do. He always was yeah. picking on Giant on a regular basis. So that's why I'm saying people, people will look at it differently from what we all may say, I also... He held him accountable. That's what it was. Yeah. And that's the reason why people would think that yeah. he helped him. He held him accountable. That's not to say that um, Shadow wasn't a hater because his that's ass was a big hater. Hard. He was, but he also, he also, it's like Rain said, it was the bleak show. Yep. Bleak couldn't see past his own. What they say? What's the saying? You can't you see cut the your nose, despite your face. You can't. Yeah. yeah, all all of those, all those things. That's that was bleak. So Shadow, he needed somebody to kind of challenge him because if Shadow would have never challenged him, he might not have been so hard on Giant because mm-hmm. he was letting Giant kind of like get away with whatever. Because at the end of the day, whether he was happy or not, he still was the leader. They was making money. Mm-hmm. It was what, what what it was. And I'm sure he was making the bulk of the money, you know, mm-hmm. regardless. So I just think he was holding him. He was hating and holding him accountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I, it seems like both of you, and like I said, this was my last question before I went into movie nerd knowledge because I I figured this was gonna trick may, maybe trigger you guys maybe not but yeah clearly I guess y'all look at Bleak as a as as the as a bad guy is he a, is he a bad guy yes in some instances okay he was he was he wasn't he was an overall decent man mm-hmm. right. He was, you could look at it like he was helping his friend. 
He was there for people. He gave other black musicians an opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, he loved the way that he knew how to love. However, that was like, you know what I'm saying? He loved his two women. He with his father. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So he had he had qualities in him that you could be like, yes. Mm -hmm. But that Joker also had a lot of qualities in him that you would be like, what? Because here's the thing: you can't you can't always say. I'm a I'm a believer of honesty in situations as well, right? If I I'm I I date. I'm not in a relationship. I'm dating. If I'm dating, I'm dating. You know, yeah. I, it is what it is, right? Um and I, I don't sit them down and be like, "Yo, I'm dating you. I'm dating you. I'm dating you." I I'm, just, I, I'm just right. I'm just I'm just dating. Right. You know what I'm saying? In general, somebody asks me, "Hey, what are you dating?" Yes, because I think that that's a whole nother topic, but people mm-hmm. don't know how to date. It's like, right, you know, right, it, it right. is what it is. You go out yeah. with people, you people that you have like minds with, you spend the most time mm-hmm. with, you got the most chemistry with. That's the people you end up with. But you got to get to know some people before you get there, exactly. right? Um, I don't want to get to the point. I don't want to say because he was honest with Clark and Indigo that it was like, nah, he was really a good guy. Mm-hmm. Or he wasn't a bad guy because he was honest with him. Yes, he was honest to a certain extent. He wasn't, they didn't really know what was going on. Also, he was very selfish. Bleak was very, very selfish in all of his helping. He was selfish. It was all about him. He, listen, he, he, the music that he produced, he was like, this is what it is. He ain't listened to them to say, hey, we going to do something else. It was just like, no, this is what we doing. And I get it. It's your band or whatever, but you have other people like let them help you or whatever, you know, even giant with his uh, greedy, needy, uh, uh, leeching ass was like, he was but even him he was like what are you doing you're 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 like pushing everybody away what's yep. going on you pushing everybody away you pushing clark indigo away me like what, what's up and he was like i'm doing what i gotta do for me so he wasn't the good guy that i don't want we let's to paint him out as a good guy i mean he wasn't terrible but he right. wasn't like oh that bleak I don't know. Early in the podcast, he was just like, ooh, that bleak. Ooh, I mean, that, no, his fine. sexiness and him being fine ain't got nothing to do right. with his character. What the fuck, bro? I mean, he looked good. I, You know, he looked good. How many people you know, women and men, that look good, and you be like, they ain't shit, but they look good. <laughs> right, shit. Like, come on, nigga. That's some sexy ass murderers out there. Like, yeah. come on, like, no yeah. I mean, like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Rain, Bleak um, the bad is he, is Bleak a bad guy? I think he is the villain, uh, but I'm not gonna say he's. I, well, I'm just gonna mirror what Maya said. I do think he is good at a lot of things, and collectively on paper, this looks like a phenomenal person, but. The person in in action or whatever is no, he's not. Huh. He's not a good person, and I think, but that doesn't mean you count him out because you could be a good person. You can learn from all the shit you went through. I do think we caught him in a snapshot of like this transition, like from all his life, shit changed for you here. Because I think at the end, the nigga we got next to the piano with his wife and son, that's probably a good person, huh. yeah. but. But this bleak in between, 
This Memphis bleak. Nah. <laughs> Memphis bleak. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This nigga is a villain. <laughs> He's a terrorist. So I, wow. Yeah. I, I I put that question out there because that's something I really couldn't answer because I looked at some a lot really? of his relationships like he was loyal to a giant to a fault and you don't find a lot of people who well I haven't came across a lot of people who are like that um mm-hmm. like he was loyal to a fault um I love the relationship he had with his dad I felt like he was giving a lot of people opportunities in the band like they're a black band playing in a club owned by. I, I didn't know until here recently. Jewish, Jewish guys, <laughs> which Rachel. is very, um, I guess, at that time, one of those things that just didn't happen. And I felt like mm-hmm. I think his loyalty to to um, to Giant was so something that hurt him really bad. His relationship mm-hmm. side of things, yeah, he 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 dabbled a lot. Um, it's just hard for me to like. I, I looked at him as him trying to um, be like big, like in the music industry, it's kind of hard to make it. And then they're a jazz band at that, which, you know what I'm saying? I'm just looking at him as being ambitious and trying to get his and what, what he deserves out of everything. Um, this whole thing about playing in the club is cool, but at the end of the day, like I need to get what's mine. I'm putting in a lot of work and this is, I want, I want this to flourish. So, selfish yes but that kind of goes along with being like the leader of your own band as well like he's a music i mean maya said it best he's a musician you being a musician you kind of have to be a little selfish to be able to make it in the industry you know what i'm saying and i'm not giving him a pass on that but i understand Mm -hmm. it's like if you don't have an ego if you don't have a drive you're not gonna make it to where you need to be at and i also looked at it as like yo like He's trying to get them. Like, at the end of the day, he knew Giant wasn't any good. That's why he went in there and talked to the brothers himself. And was like, yo, <laughs> we need to get paid. I don't know what you guys are doing. But if if I if we're not getting paid, I don't play well. The band don't play well. And your club. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was doing yeah. Giant's job for him. Which I felt like he was trying to get everybody else paid. I don't really necessarily think mm-hmm. it was just for him. So, mm-hmm. it's it's it's... I can see you two, both of your points of views. But... I know, talking to a lot of artists, mm-hmm. I kind of see, I understand why some of them are selfish because I talk to a lot of independent artists and I understand like, yo, I need to, I got to get paid. This is my career yeah. or this is becoming my career and I have to be a certain way to be able to make it. Not to give it a pass, mm-hmm. but well, maybe I am giving no, it a pass, but I understand. I, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think you're wrong, but you also, like, we are getting, what you see as an audience member in that club is not what we saw in the movie. Mm -hmm. So I think you're right, but you have to also consider you're being selfish and, like, doing the due diligence. I'm not even taking that away from you, but you also have this romantic element because, again, if you're sitting in the audience, that's what you're judging him on. We are seeing his relationship with his uh, ladies, with Shadow, with John, like we're seeing the full picture so again i think we're all right but yeah so yeah, i'll leave it there all right anything else y'all want to cover before we go into moving our knowledge time i know um, y'all had some things y'all wanted to get out of off of your chest well there's a few things but i do want to uh specifically mention the way that final scene was shot is it too early for that 
No. With him arguing with okay, so with him, one thing I did like about this movie is Bleak and Indigo. I I love this. So it's clear that when you do a TV show or a movie, most times you shoot a scene several times to to get the right take. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not certain if this is what happened, but it looks as if they shot that scene at least twice, but from two totally different angles. So we kept getting this, which ordinarily I would look at as like a bad thing, like oh somebody messed up the continuity but you very much got this same argument from them in the dark standing near the stairway Mm. and then them a little bit close up where he was like kind of towering over her Mm. and that at first i was like oh this is wrong but then i saw it kept happening that pattern i was like this is forcing me to pay attention to this argument he's being rough with her I'm, i'm having these feelings but like i have to pay attention because i don't know I don't know where we are. I have a theory about why this happened and I'll you know get to that in a bit, but that in particular, I, I love the way that was shot. I was pissed. He was there, but like my anger with him or the situation, I had to see what was coming next. I was like, Oh, is he going to hit her? I don't think he hits her, but is he going to hit her? What's going to happen? And so I was just like on the edge of my seat. Like, is this two realities? Like, is this two, like what? So I loved that. Cause I think spike, or whoever edited it, they did a damn good job. Yeah. I have a theory about the movies that kind of were birthed from this. Do, do I hold on to that or should I? Hmm, come with it. Come with it. That's fine. Okay, we got... Uh, I, I, Love Jones Love got Jones, to be one of them. Love Jones, Disappearing Acts, and... Mm. Uh, oh, you missed... Oh, Maya... Carmen, Maya, the hip-hop. Maya wasn't around for the season of Black. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. The, the season of Black underscore we did we, don't we did uh we did a season of black love and disappearing acts was one of the movies that we did <laughs> oh, if you get an opportunity to listen it to that was, episode i'm sure you'll enjoy that it was interesting i will yeah. because that movie we talked about that movie in college that's how in my sociology class we Ooh. talked about that in the sense of the denzel watch i mean um, wesley smite's character mm-hmm. and that black man um that could have been anybody but we it was a black Mm. sociology class right so we talked about it in that sense of that the way that he was depicted in that uh or who he was in that movie that black lazy i'm just want to be with a woman to do everything for me but i'm really trying to get on my feet Mm. but i but but oh it was it was it was something and i know somebody that's just like him not nobody that i dated but somebody that's close to me Mm. and every time i see that movie i'm like look at his ass (laughs) and it's not a good it's not good no yeah it's it's not good (laughs) no yeah but i do think those three films what what, um, what was the films again uh love jones disappearing acts and carmen the hip opera Carmen the hip hop. Yeah, if you look at um um uh check what's the fuck that girl name is? Why oh, I say Chase? God damn it! Not Beyonce. Yeah, well Beyonce, yeah, but um, what's the other chick? Clark. Clark's story to me felt a lot like, and not the full movie, but a lot like a good chunk of it to me. That's what it felt like. I know a hip hopper is silly, but it is also based off of Carmen, Carmen mm. the actual mm. opera, and I mm. saw a lot of Clark's story in that where i could see how this could be pulled from that or it could be uh inspired by this movie disappearing acts for fucking sure Mm -hmm. and uh love jones was like that's the baby 
That's the yeah. baby from this movie. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. But even also Do the Right Thing, I think, was a prequel in some, in, well, a spiritual prequel, I'll say, because of course it's not the same story, but even within using the same cast, I think it really, I wish things had been tied together mm-hmm. some sort well, of it, way. I wish in it movie made, nerd you know, knowledge, it actually is. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll let you know where. But uh, that definitely felt it felt like one of those films where I could say, oh, I could see how these characters were these ones, and this is the aftermath of uh, the murder. I have a theory about this film, but I feel like I should wait till later. Um, it's about the whole last part of the movie. Is it appropriate for now? Yeah, I mean, unless oh, it's that- one of your favorite scenes, because oh, no, categories. No. So, when we get to the categories, I don't think that's going to No, no, no. I, uh, I feel like and this is my own personal headcanon, and I refuse to back down. <laughs> when Denzel, I'm sorry, when Bleak walked up to Giant to um, go play in the club, all of that is a dream. Everything from there forward is a dream. He's still in the hospital bed. There's oh. nothing, because there's nothing that makes sense about the end of that movie. When you look at that scene I just raved about, mm. No other scene in the film is shot that way. This that last ending is so chaotic. Like, and then also think about entertainment. True enough, if I'm this big time rapper and you come in, I'm say, "Oh, I want Cole to come up such such." But how many times, if we've already discussed this, wh- why wouldn't Bleak have already been there? Why? How the fucking all this shit that's going on? How is Giant? the doorman to this club that this nigga playing like everything was too compact where it felt like a dream also when you're going and beating on this woman's door and a year later and she's just there i've been writing to you this and that he she may have actually visited him and you know you're in a coma or something and people speak you can sometimes get some of the information they're telling you and then that very last flash of back and forth, like it was cute that they replayed the beginning, but that only made sense because that's what you remember from your childhood. That's your happy ending. Oh. I think he's still in the hospital. I don't think mm. I think that's where the movie ended. So that is that that's, could be true on, uh, because this is the part where it could be true for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it is. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I I buy it, but I don't buy it. Okay, but this is on. the reason why I buy it because remember when he left and he get out the club when he couldn't play, he gave him the trumpet before he went to his house. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was sitting in that room in the in his house that was like had all of the stuff, and he had mm-hmm. a flashback to him and Indigos. Remember mm-hmm. when they were sitting at the bridge yep. and he mm-hmm. they were talking about when they first fell in love, mm-hmm. and he thought about that that part when he flashed back to that could your theory could work come on i don't know if i buy it a hundred percent because it could have definitely been how it was right he Mm -hmm. he hadn't talked to anybody in a year Uh he Mm -hmm. he was talking to shadow because Mm -hmm. shadow was reaching out but then too come on then too you make a lot of sense when you said because remember when he went back to Indigo's house and he was mm-hmm. like, she was like, I've been reaching out for you a year. He said, I wasn't talking to anybody but my father. Mm-hmm. Oh, so when was you talking God. to Shadow? When was you talking to Shadow for you all to Come be on. 
Come on. Go, I'm going Come to play on. again. And why was Shadow the only person that he was talking no, no, no. to? But, what I'm saying is, why was Shadow the only person that he was huh. talking to? In the grand scheme of things, huh. you would think, even if he didn't talk to Indigo, because I have had something traumatic happen to me and cut people mm -hmm. out of my life, right? Didn't yeah. talk to them just mm -hmm. because I was dealing with my own stuff. Right. But out of all of the people that you could talk to, you talking to Shadow, like Not you left. chose to reach out to sh you chose. I could see why you wouldn't talk to Giant. You mm. still had your feelings and emotions about what happened, right? Mm. I could see why you, but out of all of the people you was talking to, Shadow, mm. who just took your girl, no. has a band, but, the exact name of your band, but, but his name is in the marquee. Nigga, no, 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 no. I do want even Where better. Phone this is why I know for a motherfucking fact this is a fever dream. There's no way on God's green earth, on Beyonce's internet, that Indigo is going to allow Clark at her wedding. It's not gonna oh, happen. she was There's there. no fucking way. There's mm, no way mm, in hell. Mm, also, mm, oh, go ahead. Mm, oh, you think mm, she would? I think she would. I, I'm a woman. Mm. I, I think that she would. I think that mm. Indigo, I think... I, <sighs> See, I, come on. that that is a twofold thing, right? Okay, One on. Indico could have felt like I won, right? Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I won. I got the man in the long run. Like he always loved me. He was going to be yeah. with me. And you hear, look at our love. It is what it is, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. it, now that was one fold, but then also outside of it even being a dream, Indigo is the type of woman to me that mm -hmm. will fall in line with whatever Bleak wanted. Mm. even though she was like I can't hang or whatever she was angry and, and all of that but she even though she didn't take his call when he called and all that other kind of stuff she was mm. playing hard to get and all of that but she strikes me as a part of her not all of her but a part of her strike me, strikes me as the type of woman that's like whatever Bleak says is what we doing and Bleak was the type of man that that you would fall in line with, right? Whatever he said, it would be like, well, my baby said that, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And I think that's I mean, why he, I think that's why he ultimately was going to be with Indigo because mm -hmm. Clark, uh, like I said, was very whatever way the wind blows, but also huh. Clark didn't listen to him. That, like you said, Cole, when she showed up and he was practicing, when she bit his lip and all that, she was rebellious. She was like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Where Indigo he could see him being with her because she's the type of woman that men like submissive in certain ways. Here's what I'm going to use to solidify what, what, what Rain is saying. Come Different tropes that come with, with fever dreams. Yes. One, when you said it was the way it was shot. So that, yeah. that the way it was shot with the lights and everything like that, that the doorman, him, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, like nobody, even <laughs> Giant is his best friend. And Giant, like, ain't where you been at, brother? Okay, yes. so typically, when things are dreams as well, odd things like so. Why was that day the heaviest raining day I've, I've ever mm -hmm. seen in my life? That part mm -hmm. of it, him giving up the trumpet, which was something that he loved so much, to, to Giant, and Giant's like, I'll never sell it. That, that part of it. Yeah. And now when I think about it, when he's asking um Indigo to save him. Come on. Come so on. Was that a dream? 
I don't think any of that. So real. you think Indigo was already with him, like after the accident, after he got beat up in the alley, mm-hmm. he was in the hospital with his father and all that. Mm-hmm. You think Indigo was with by his side from then, and no. then when it fast forwarded, they just no. got married and no, all like no, no, that, no. or the marriage and everything is a dream. Everything, everything. from the time okay. he got beat up, even the brownstone, even coming back full okay. circle, living in the brownstone that he was, he, he was yeah, a kid. All of that is a dream, and he did the, the kids that looked the same, even the. Spike Lee ain't never ended the movie with no VN like that with no leaves. Get Spike on. Somebody yeah, call I'm Spike Lee. I'm trying to tell you, nigga. You I don't need some claps or something because that was that around. was that was a theory. That was that's something. Baby, oh, this is what I do. I am a nerd. I do this. Like, I, honestly and truthfully, I was like, I know these niggas see this. I, I thought I was saying some shit that people knew. No, this is. I never thought uh-huh. about that ever. Me either. Yeah, no. And I seen that movie so many times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, this, this. I promise you, that's what it is. And I, and I, I say that with confidence. One, because everything you pointed out, Cole. But two, um, I've, I've consumed. So, well, I'll even tell you this. I, this is me plugging myself in every damn thing. I wrote a book about some kids in college, and one character in particular had a overdose and rushed to the hospital. Yeah, this is a spoiler, but you know, hell, if you got this far and you read them books, kudos to you. But one person went into an overdose, but the way I wrote it, you don't know that this nigga is in a, you don't know that he's not um, um, not alive, uh, coherent. You're not aware until you get to the end and you realize oh, this nigga has been on a hospital bed with this monitor beeping and yet he's talking to his girlfriend, but that's the way he conjured her up from smelling her perfume, hearing her mm. voice, wanting her there. I wrote this shit in the ninth grade and then rewrote it again in college. Yeah. I am in my thirties. So there, there's no way like this is so familiar to me. I know that I know I'm right. I know I'm right. It makes sense. It makes so much sense. And to looking at it from a different lens today, knowing that I was going to be on the podcast, I looked at it before as just enjoyment. It was just an enjoyable story. And looking at it today, like kind of like pulling some things from it um, that you just had to look at it in a different way to discuss Mm -hmm. it. Um, Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense, Rain. Boy. Brother, that's what I'm saying. This is not I, good. I, I do this. I, I, nigga, I, I write. wish we could call um I Spike Lee because hey. that would be like the dun dun dun. I know it is. I'm, I'm, I'm trying a, to I'm talk a, to I'm you because like nothing makes it. sense. Nothing. Even I mean, if it isn't, it 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 makes sense that but it could be. That's that's exactly it. That's it's not. <sighs> When he left the the club, he did not have his white jacket. Yeah, you can be upset and just leave, but why would you just hop down off the stage, walk out? Like a lot of things were missing in your dreams. You cannot connect fully every single yeah. thing. There is like so I nobody else on the street for real like talking about it. Everybody in the club stops and is like watching him. And yeah, that could happen, but that in common he never heard Clark sing. Mm-hmm. And no, so I don't want to go so far as say like, oh, that's somebody lip syncing away. But I feel like for you to hear her sing now out of this whole movie, there were so many opportunities to hear her voice. Do we even know if that if that's her? Or it was just like, I know she sound good. Boy. So yeah. 
That's why you yeah. co-host. That's why I got you, boy. <laughs> That's why I got you on here, boy. All right, it is movie nerd knowledge time. I'm sorry, we we really got into this movie. <laughs> so, the movie's budget ten million dollars. Ten million dollar budget for this movie. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know? You want to guess how much it grossed worldwide? Not ten million. Mm-hmm. Right with the scandal. <laughs> so opening weekend, it did make four point three million dollars worldwide. It made sixteen point one million dollars. Do you want to okay. guess where this movie opened at? Like what? What? Where did it rank at when it opened? Do you want to guess that? You want me to just go ahead and give you all the info? What you think? It's five, five, four for five. Okay. Mine. I'm gonna say seven. Ding ding ding. Mm. The movie opening weekend. The movie opened up at number seven. Here's the top. Here's the movies that were above it. Number one, Patrick Swayze and Ghost. Wow. Why people love that? Ghost. Number two was Presumed Innocent. Number three, Young Guns Part Two. Number four, Problem Child. Number five, Arachnophobia. And the number six movie was Die Hard 2. Here's some honorable mentions that I like. DuckTales the movie and the Jungle Book re-release came out at the same time. So there you go. Bruh, that was some heat that was going up against. I'm sorry. Them okay, yes. But um, the ve- this movie was a vehicle. One, having Denzel attached to this movie, even though Denzel was this early in Denzel's career still, this movie was actually supposed to be the 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 um studios were banking on this to be a top five movie. It never got past number seven. Really? Yeah. Because of the because of Denzel, because of this is Spike's I forgot which um where which um um where this was, but this was like Spike's kind of solidified by this point. Spike's been in the game for a minute and this is a this is a this was a movie that was supposed to be bigger than what it was and because of the whole Jewish thing, it it kind of kind of knocked it down a little bit. So, but it never made it past number seven after the first week, and hence it Damn. getting a sixteen million dollar um, worldwide gross. So, I really wish this would have uh, gotten more recognition because it just kind of went down from I think it went from like seven to like eleven to like fifteen as long as it went on. So, few things: Denzel and Wesley. They were trained to mimic the playing of instruments that they played in the film, which is the trumpet and the saxophone. But the musician, well, they were trained by musicians Terrence Blanchard and Donald Harrison. Now, I think y'all already know that that most of the music was was by Bradford Marcellus and his band. So that was one thing. Um, we mentioned it earlier. The two brothers, the Flatbush brothers, John Turturro and Nicholas Turturro, they are brothers in real life. Mm-hmm. They've been in a ton of. Um, ton of spikes movies here's one that i didn't i didn't realize this um of course you see the film was dedicated to uh comedian robert harris robert harris mm-hmm. actually died after the film was completed mm. and he was so funny in this movie too like it was hilarious absolutely that nigga was butterbean butterbean was hilarious Yo, he had to be improv some of them jokes man that was i'm most sure of his stand-up oh Okay, because that shit, I was still laughing. Yeah. Like after rewinding, I was like, I'm like "Yeah, he was he was very very hilarious in the movie." Now, 
Let's bring it back to Rain's point. Rain, you said something like, hey, do the right thing should have been a prequel. So Samuel Jackson, of course, is one of the uh, enforcers in the movie. But did you know, and I don't know if you guys remember this scene or remember this, mm-hmm. the radio DJ Senior Love Daddy is the DJ yes. in the movie, which came from yes. Do the Right do the Thing, right which thing. connects Do the Right Thing and Mo Better Blues. Thank you. Look at that. That's what you I got thought. A whole universe. What, what, what bothered me, or what kind of what made me rethink that? Because that's what I thought. But then I saw Samuel Jackson like that very scene, and I was like, "Wait, so is he not?" So I thought that, but I was like, "Maybe, maybe he ain't. yeah." Okay. Spike Lee basically just used his voice and was like, "Yo, we need you to be DJ Senior Love Daddy one more time." So that's yeah. what, that's what Samuel did. Um, the only other thing I really have for this movie, which is interesting, now this is the rumor. I don't I couldn't find anything to back this up, but the rumor has it that Clark was supposed to be played by Halle Berry. Oh, I could see I that. Said I could that. Definitely was, see that. It was said that she turned the role down when she found out the character had a sex scene. Well, you know, Halle for a long time people had been trying to she didn't get naked until it was they paid her uh, for swordfish. And she got paid like three mil to be topless, so it kind of. If I had her body, I would be topless all the time. Well, come on, just saying. Halle was Halle was Halle was like not having it. I'm gonna wait till later on in my Hollywood career. I don't know if I would have liked Halle as Clark. I don't know if she would have. I don't know if it would have been the same. Well, they gotta look alike because Clark definitely gave Halle whether the cut maybe she looked like a white version of Halle to me. Mm. Maybe not exactly in the face, of course, but like she's Halle Berry is who came to mind when Clark was on screen. Me too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cinda, that the the actress's name is Cinda Williams. I, y'all know her from this, but Rain, you might know her from another movie too. I know her from a little known hood movie called Caught Up, which is probably one of my favorite yes. hood movies of all time. I love that movie. Really? I asked Rain to watch it, and he was just like, "Nigga, what you got me watching?" Yes. <laughs> Yes, I did. Because what the fuck? It wasn't that good. I, still, I mean, I love terrible black. I did too. Like, <laughs> Me too. Me too. It but so it wasn't that good. Well, the end of that was a dream too, God. Because what the <laughs> fuck? No, no. Bokeem no, Woodbine yeah, yeah. is a all star. So there's that. I love Bokeem. All right, it's time for the category. So let's get into where'd you rewind? I'm gonna start with Maya. She's the guest. What were some of your favorite scenes from the movie, Maya? Okay. As much as I... Well, I had two. Okay. Can I say yes. two? Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. My, one, of the, one of my favorite scenes was when he called each person by the other person's mm. name. Wait a minute. What did you do? Come in to go. That tickles. Get off! What? What did you call me? I called you your name. You did. I ain't deaf, motherfucker. You called me Indigo. What? No, come on. I didn't call you Indigo. I called you a name. Come on. No, you didn't, motherfucker. You called me Indigo. I can't even believe you would have the audacity to call me by your other woman's name. And I I ain't no fool. I do know you have another woman. Wait, look, look, look. I ain't gone for this shit. Hey, what? Uh -uh. What is your name? Get off, Bleak. Bleak, how in the hell can you call me by her name? I am in your bed, Bleak. Indigo, not Clark. I'm 
Clark, not Indigo. I called you Clark. You can practice for eight hours straight and can't spend a little bit of time it takes to learn the difference between me and your other woman. Listen to me, Bleak. I don't like it, I don't appreciate it, and I don't want to be disrespected by you. I've had it. And you say that you love me, Bleak? No, I never said that. Yeah, you did say that. Well, I don't remember. Do you remember saying you care? Yeah, that, I remember that. If you say you care, then why in the fuck are you still fucking Indigo? And don't give me that it's a dick thing shit either. And don't give me that it's a dick thing shit either, Bleak. Look at me. Look at me, Bleak. What are you looking at? And it was because of the way that it was shot. It was like so powerful the way that it was shot. And just like you guys said, when he looked into the camera and then I just love the fact, and I alluded to it earlier, I just love the fact that they were the ones that walked away because he was so cocky in his like, well, if you can hang, you can hang. And it was both like, well, I can't hang. And I was more so glad that Indigo was like, I can't hang. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the hell you think this is. Cause Clark, you know how I feel about Clark. She would have been like, whatever, anyway. You know, um, that was my favorite scene. And as much as this pains me to say, this was my other favorite scene. As much as I don't want nobody coming knocking on my door in the rain, talking about save me. Knock on my door in the rain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bring your favorite song. Win me yeah. back. Yeah. But don't say save me. But as much as it pains me, that was one of my other favorite scenes in the movie. And I think it's because it was just so dramatic. It was just mm -hmm. like so like and and that was the scene that got the most uh out of me because each and every time that I watch it, I'm like, I just can't believe that you would come to this girl's house talk about save me when you ain't got sure. nothing. You know, that's the scene in the movie where I'm talking to the screen, where I'm like really into it. It brings out the most emotion in me. And mm. even though it pains me to say that that's my favorite scene, though that is one of my favorite wow. scenes of the movie. Hey. So I liked I liked uh both of those scenes. From the comedic standpoint, I like the scene oh. when um the when he had the white girl in the uh in the dressing yeah. room and she was like just a minute and he was like get the bitch out of here and then when they put the like the picture of the black girl's butt on the thing and he was like get that out of here this, this is, is my queen, queen. <laughs> this is my queen you know um yeah that was one of that was one of my um uh uh favorite scenes from like the comedic portion of the movie Giancarlo Esposito he's been around mm -hmm. for a minute yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna yes. come to your window and say save me because you that's your first thing. Like, save me, save my life. And I'm gonna be like, you better save your damn self. You deserve what ah. they said. They said put that raff on first, ma'am. Ah. You better raff your ass on out of here and come back when you yeah. save yourself, and then we can save each other. Oh lord, mm -hmm. interesting, interesting. Rain, bring me a gift if you come and say and save me. The least you could do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. After a year, nigga. Well, it was all a dream. Now we didn't, we didn't crack the mm -hmm. code. Still, in your dream, you still, that's show how selfish he is. Even in the dream, you didn't bring no damn gift. Right. Selfish, nigga. They got a gift shop at the hospital, damn it. Right. Man, what is <laughs> your favorite scene from the movie? I'm not doing this with you this week. What is your favorite hey. scene from the movie, man? When he woke up from that dream? No. Um, I think, <laughs> of of course, that sex scene. The blue and red back That was like, so that cool. That was shot so fucking well and i was thinking about i was like i know they shot they had they choreographed this 
sex scene and they both must have done the same thing like that that was so that's something that you can do now like you can get your camera phone and like adjust some lighting and you can recreate Mm -hmm. that if need be so like i loved that especially them arguing because i would love to see the behind the scenes because i know of course both of them was in that room it's just where you pointed the camera i would have loved to have seen that that shit chef's fucking kiss I also like that party scene. Uh, that's one of the scenes where <laughs> where Shadow and Bleak was, you know, it. it's like they were having a conversation, but they were having two different conversations. This is our music, right? Jazz is our music. Black music. Now here's people. We will go and watch some crossover uh, stuff that's created by other people, but we don't even come to see Take our own, man. Us, listen, wow. right, listen, listen up. But the jazz... You know, if we had to de- if we had to depend upon black people to eat, we would starve to death. I mean, you've been out there. You look, you're on the bandstand. You look out into the audience. What do you see? You see Japanese. You see you see West German. You see you know Slavophobic anything. But except our people, man, it makes no sense. It incenses me that our own people don't realize our own heritage, our own culture. This is our music, man. That's bullshit. Why? It's all bullshit. Everything, everything you just said is bullshit. Come on. Yo, Lee, out of all the people in the world, you never gave anybody else, and look, and I love you like a stepbrother, but you never gave nobody else a chance to, to play their own music. What are you, you complaining about? I'm talking about the, the people audience. Never come. That's right. The people don't come because you grandiose motherfuckers don't play shit that they like. If you played the shit that they like, then the people would come. Simple oh, as that. Like me, that's what I'm going to do. I see. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm going to do. I see. So I'm going to play the shit that everybody likes. I have likes. a voice, man. I have my own voice, right? Yeah. All I'm saying look, is people are listening. Everybody's deaf. People Brother, ain't nobody listen. listening. People are you got listening to my voice. Ain't I'm nobody just complaining coming, that. What are you talking about? Nobody's hey, coming. You just said. The you joint just is said. Tight. I didn't say nobody's coming. Yo. I said our people aren't coming. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking but about. Bleak is trying to talk about, uh, man. You know, black people ain't coming out of shows and that. He's like, you, if you selfish, you are a terrible person. Fuck you. He's like, man, but the black people ain't coming, man. You know what I'm saying? They and Jazz, <laughs> like. They are talking to each other, but they are having two different conversations. <laughs> and um, uh, Butterbean telling this nigga his head look like a question mark. I Man, laughed so, so loud, nigga. Even when he was talking with them girls, and she said, what if I did such a thing? He was like, I'd punch your ass in the head. Like, no, what is going on? What is this conversation? Like that whole, even like the French girl going off in French and then like, you know, I'm fucking sick and tired of you and you don't call me no bitch. Like that whole, that whole scene was done. Like I, that. I said, Oh, these niggas know what's up. Um, shit. All of that. Oh, and this nigga, eh, though it wasn't a big part. Um, but another reason why I think it was a dream when he was laying on his back, doing that finger shit and like that throughout the whole movie i was like i'm not a musician um well i'm not a horn instrument musician and i feel like they did a good job with this film at giving you enough information that this makes sense a lot of times films may have a scientist that's like a biologist but they don't put shit in context like niggas mad because she ate some chicken tenders tell me why like, don't just assume I'm a biologist and I know, but I think they did enough visual cues throughout the film that when he did that on his back amongst all them papers and shit, I was like, something about this don't feel right, but I understand what he's doing. So that scene, mm-hmm. that did it for me too. So, mm-hmm. um, 
And even though I shitted on it because I don't like it, the very last scene mirroring his interactions as the child. I hated that because of, you know, how we got there. But I was like, oh, this shit is nice. Like, this is definitely a dream. You went right back to your most comfortable memory is being a kid. <laughs> like, carefree. Your mo- Like, in this reimagine your mom is there though that's your wife because your mom is clearly dead throughout the whole film so i'm yeah those are my scenes man yeah they never did really say if his mom was dead and i felt like she was dead too i think she left she was like this nigga <laughs> didn't play an instrument dad and he was like but they called him was this. i'm gonna make another kid what's going on here? <laughs> Fucking hoodlum friends. Get your hoodlum oh. friends out of it. They they asking to play baseball. Uh <laughs> yeah, these niggas. No, um six. Alright. Y'all got a couple of mine. So I so mm. I don't know why this is so funny. Smelling the sheets. Him Shadow <laughs> Shadow <laughs> Shadow oh. and Giant <laughs> smelling the sheets and him explaining how his women, his woman know that he cheating on her. And then at the end of it all, he just be like, ah, fuck it, whatever. I thought, Or him even thinking about taking the sheets off. Like, take the sheets off. What are you, crazy? I hate him. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> just the day back and forth, and he was like, smell the sheets. He was like, smell the sheets. So I thought that was good. Um, Bleak talking about the party scene, which um, Rain brought up. The conversation, they clearly was, yeah. Shadow and Bleak having this conversation and they were talking about two different things and he was just like, yeah, like, this you. That's you. So I, li- I like that. I thought that whole thing was good. Talking about the two the two men gonna burn. What did he say? You burn? Oh, what did he say? You gonna burn something. I thought that was that was really good. Y'all probably gonna give me some flack for this, but Shadow hating on Bleak was like the smoothest shit I've ever seen in my life. He was hating on him hard. Think about what I'm saying. All Bleak cares about is Bleak. Is that so? Oh, so that is. I mean, just take a look around. It seems to me that all Shadow cares about is Shadow. Anything, anyone that overshadows him, he blocks him. Like me? Look, I'm supposed to be the leader of this motherfucker, not Bleak. I'm not. So I have to get my own thing. You know, uh, I know you love Bleak, and it's beautiful. I mean, black people in love. I'd be the last person to come between you and him. But at some point, you have to let this love shit go, and you have to think about respect. If he doesn't respect you, then you don't need him. Okay? All I ask is that you think about what I'm saying. Yeah, think about it. No, think about it. Promise? Yes. Promise, promise. I gotta go. Uh, it's getting a little crowded over here. Oh, uh, by the way, I like your dress. It's hot. And he, and he ended it with like, that's a nice dress you have on. Looking over at freaking Indy. He was pouring it on. He was pouring it on. Love that scene. Dirty Mackin. Hard. Hard. He was doing it really hard. I love that scene. And for me, 
Bleak giving it one last shot, playing his horn, and him failing. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of this movie, Bleak wins a lot of battles in this movie. He overcome. Yeah. I ain't going to say overcome because that would say he had a struggle, but he comes out on top so much throughout the movie. And then you get to this point where he's got his, he's got one last shot. This is his shot. Like I gotta, I, I'm, I'm, about, I'm back in there, and he, he's terrible. He's horrible. And I thought the way it was shot. I thought the way it happened. Him walking out and everybody kind of looking at him. Him giving a horn to giant and stuff like that, and giving up on his one, his his first love, which was music. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very well done. I thought it was one of the better scenes in the movie. So, mm. Rain on their way up and down. Actors, actor, actress that's moving in a good or bad direction post Mobile Blues. Well, clearly Denzel. I don't want to go with the obvious. Um, shit, I'd go with Wesley because he was still <laughs> kicking. So I'm gonna go with Wesley. Wesley. That nigga was about to blade it the fuck up. So, <laughs> hey. That nigga birthed the comic book shit that I love to this day. Without that nigga, we don't get Iron Man. Word. We don't get X Men. Uh, we don't get that shit. So, Wesley, got you, Maya. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really say everybody in the movie I think did well. Um, moving forward, I don't think that it was anybody in the movie except for like the really C list characters who um went down i think everybody went up you could look samuel l jackson you know huh. denzel washington of course wesley snipes spike lee uh his sister you know mm-hmm. doing all of his movies and things like that so i would say most of the people i mean even though clark she wasn't caught up i i, I don't know what else she i don't know what else she was in but that 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 was something, you know. So I, I would say, I would say, mostly everybody. Uh, you mm-hmm. took mine because I had Cindy Williams is going her way down. This was her first movie, oh. and she, I mean, now caught up is a personal favorite of mine now. But <laughs> when you you really don't find her in a like she would pop up in certain places, but as far as like her having a role, like the role she had in More Better Blue. She never really had another role like this, so I felt like she was just on her way down. Um, I don't, which is crazy because she was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was getting caught up too. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Well, yeah, I gotta stop. Yeah, I gotta stop with this hate on caught up. No, she we was. Do that on rewatchable. I mean, not rewatchable. We watched this, but Cindy Williams. She, you just this was her first. This was her debut. You just don't see her ever again. I thought she was really good, super attractive woman, um, and. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Not a peep. <laughs> um, I want the Oscar. Two this could go two ways. A particular actor or actress could be overacting, or a particular actor or actress was acting their ass off. You gotta pick one. I'm gonna go first by saying, and it's super obvious, Denzel <laughs> was amazing in this role. Denzel acted his ass off in this movie. So I, I really feel like Denzel was like doing what Denzel does. Took the role, elevated it, made it his own. And God, man, you can't. I I couldn't tell he ain't never played trumpet before ever in my life. And he killed that. He killed it all. Even down to the to the 
I think my favorite part of it, and I know this is, I don't want it to come off negative, but like him failing and him, the look he had when he couldn't play his horn no more. And I was like, mm-hmm. I just was like, well, damn, <laughs> mm-hmm. done. No, you can see right. him being super defeated. And then when he went outside, he put that, he put his, what's name up, put his collar up. Right, brother. He walked off smooth. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, he was devastated, but he was yeah. Sweet. He was like, I, I'm, I got still got my, I still got my pride. <laughs> gotta get my woman. Rain, what about you? I gotta say, Spike Lee, only because I his acting. There's a certain way that he acts that feels so weird to me. I I enjoy it, but it feels like it feels like he's playing this. Okay, so. Those of you nerds out there, this the the theory that um, Stan Lee is in every Marvel movie because he's like the Watcher, he's the like celestial being that is in every movie. That's what it feels like he is in his films. He feels like the same person. He feels like Mookie. He feels like uh, Half Pint, and so it just feels weird. It feels like he's not up to the caliber of the other actors in the film, so he kind of stands out. So I would say he was like, because I was ready for this. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm a real man. I'm a G5G. Kevin man is a real man because a real man could do like, I was like, bro, go away. Half point. <laughs> go away. So I got to go with Spike. I love, I, I do enjoy his acting, but in this movie, I was like, nah, nigga, you, you, you are in a cartoon. Yeah. You are in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's not what this is. Wow. So he's in another movie. Maya, what about you? Yeah. Rain has my person as well. I would say Spike Lee. I think that Spike Lee was overacting his <laughs> ass off. Um, I think that I am from New Jersey. Right. You know, I'm familiar with people from New York, uh, even though like where I'm from is down closer to Philly, not like up in North Jersey, closer to New York. But again, I'm I'm super familiar with people from New York, East Coast thing. He was doing the New York thing times a hundred. You know what I'm saying? He was doing like a yeah, but he was doing he was he was acting like New York instead of just being from New York. You feel what I'm saying? When he was like, I'm walking here, you know what I'm saying? All that type of stuff. And I know that was an old to another movie. I can't even think of the movie, but remember when the taxi was about to hit the movie? It was like an old black and white movie or something, and he hit the taxi. I can't think of the movie right now. I know that was the all of that and everything, but it was just like, yeah, all right, my man, like just be who you are. Like you, if you're from there, I'm from New Jersey. I don't have to act like I'm from New Jersey. I'm just from New Jersey. I'm not going to start acting like I'm the fucking Sopranos. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to start talking like I'm from the Sopranos because I'm, or like I'm from the Jersey Shore because I'm from New Jersey. It just is what it is. I am who I am. So I thought that he was just doing the most with it as far as that was concerned. And then he was good as far as like the, the gambling degenerate. But mm-hmm. he was just doing the New York thing too. It was like, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm I'm gonna skip the moral thing. The director get his point across. We we get it. We he got his point across. Yeah. We know what he was talking about. Could this be made in twenty twenty two? Would this be a show? Would it be a movie? What do you think? What streaming service? How many episodes? Maya, what do you think? Could this be made in twenty twenty two? 
for sure. I think this movie could definitely, I mean, this, this can be a series in 2022 that I would love to see. Um, if I had to choose, I would say between eight to 10 episodes and I would love for HBO to get their hands on this. Mm. Like I think HBO executes shows so well the the story that they tell within the story like thinking of like the sopranos or the wire or you know i mean i can go to list down the list of their series but i think that they could do this just like they did the she's gotta have it in on the netflix even though that show was The first season, cool. The second season, they overdid the character. The the way that the character was, and I know y'all going to talk about this. I'm going to be very interested to hear what y'all have to say. But the way that the character was in She's Gotta Have It and the way that the character was in the show was just overdone. Um, But I think that this could be um, a show. It's a lot of ways that they can take this. They can make this multiple seasons. Talking about the the selfishness of Bleak, the Bleak show, the relationship aspect, the um, you know, the the not the club owners, because we don't want to focus on that or anything, mm-hmm. but just the way that they like try to take advantage of them, so to speak, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um yes, a lot of ways that this can be taken. And I think that the way in which this was shot in nineteen ninety it could be shot today. Like it would be so interesting, especially the last part of it. And now that Rain is saying that it was a dream, it Come just on. makes so much sense, right? But the way that they did all of the scenes from when mm-hmm. he so right he after him and Indigo uh decided that they were gonna be together and he was like, I want you to have my son. And then she was pregnant and then at the hospital to labor and delivery. It looks so the way that they shot that looks so real looked like home movies instead of like the movie right um so all of those things it could be taken from a lot of standpoints so yes it could be made today okay rain go ahead because you might take my idea <laughs> but just nigga, go first of all fuck you nigga i know i'm not because because of the um no oh <laughs> i know i'm not because this is hey you accuse me of stealing no but this is this is why i know we don't have the same idea when I watched this and I came up with my theory, first thing I said was HBO Max, 13 episodes. I want three seasons at least. Now, the way I want this show set up is you absolutely have to watch the movie because what I'm doing is I'm taking the last part of this movie. Each individual flash that we get is an episode. So we're going to get an episode of them, uh, maybe one or two of them getting married, we're going to get an episode of her getting pregnant. We're going to get an episode of him like becoming a music teacher, something. But the way in which I want the first season to play out is to every episode, you need to flash back to some aspect of the movie so that at the season finale, the 13th episode, this is where my nerves should come in. The end of episode 12, bleak, and his son and Indigo get into bed. But I want you to really close in tight on him. So at the end of the 13th episode, he wakes up and he's in the hospital. So this whole season has been that full fever dream. And we've got invested. But the very fact that the movie is the the start of the timeline. Now we go into 
we see what life is supposed to be like from Bleak's point of view. Now season two, we get everything that he wants to do. You want to go, want to go and try to sing. I want to reach out to Shadow, but we're we're getting it from their point of view. So you're getting Shadow actually building his club. You're getting um, the progression of um, Giant getting uh, a handle on his addiction. So we're following that. So when you get to that third season and we see how he's attempted to reach out to these people, but like they have their own shit going on. Now it's a sort of PTSD because black people, we deal with a lot of shit. So I would love to see how does, and Oh God. Okay. I'm about to bring the mood down a bit. Um, (laughs) The reason why this is so, I'm so kind of passionate about this, like fan reimagining this. Cause when my mom passed, I sat at her bedside every day reading my books to her and like mm. watching our old movies we used to watch and stuff. And I'm like, what would have happened if she had have actually woke up? Mm. Like how much of this could she say, Oh, you I heard this, I heard that and I'm you know I'm, She heard everything. Yeah. You know, so like so y'all don't feel bad for me, but it's just I was like, Okay, what would that look like? And so and I'm sure it has happened where people have woke up from different traumatic situations. But like my mom in particular, I was like, damn, if he wakes up and tries to follow these people after a full year, their lives are so different. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? You attempting to um, reclaim a world that was so real to you for a year, but it does not exist. And so the cognitive dissonance you get from like, being there in your mind which is the most powerful muscle we have to like being hit over the head with the fact that this is not real what if his dad died within that time so now you're only a, so to reel it in man, that's I would love, no right. no but i mean i think it's, it happens they got that apple tv series with sam jackson about dementia yeah. and like dealing with that so i feel like you get your happy you get your wonderful oh this from the movie and then you get hit in the face with yeah nigga you thought but no this I'm gonna happen. watch this. Yeah, and I want to know, like, give me, I'm give into me it. Some, like, <laughs> give me some resources, like mm-hmm. I, even to take it back to the '90s. Get that, like, suicide hotline shit. Like, give me in this show resources for people who actually deal with waking up, and like your life has completely changed. We got comedies about that Netflix series with the girl from Bridesmaids, where she was so skinny and pretty and a cheerleader, and she woke up fat. I mean, I get the humor, but like. This actually happens to people. How do you recoup after a year lost? I, I, again, let me let me reel it in. Well, that's my <laughs> that's my would be show. Good lord, it's good. Oh. <laughs> my, that is. Let me tell you, I'm like when I was listening to you, I was like, yeah, man, that could, I could see that. And also, I just want to point out one thing: Giant mm-hmm. didn't get a hold of his gambling addiction because if you see him at the wedding, he has a cast on his mm-hmm. arm, yes. and you mm-hmm. know that was because he got his ass yeah. whipped. Well, I just mm-hmm. wanted to throw that out there for you know, people yeah. who, who didn't pay attention yeah. to that. Right. Wow, you make my whole little pitch sound terrible. <laughs> oh, so, it's great. You're so, I know you're it's so great. in-depth and wonderful. I just okay. <laughs> so me personally, of course, I want to make sure that it has to be HBO Max. Of course. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many seasons, but I was like, this writes itself. Let's get mm-hmm. the Washington boys together and let's see how it works. We got Denzel <laughs> and we got John David. John David's trying to make mm. it into the music industry and his hey. and, because of the because of the relationship that he had with his father in this movie, I wanted to see what the relationship between 
because he has a son in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm just like, okay, I, this gives us an opportunity to be, be able to see John David and Denzel actually act at together in the same show. And it gives us some of the same stuff. You know, his son is trying to break into the music just like Denzel was back in the 90s. So they have this dynamic of him trying to do this. And he sees that his son is actually picking up on some of his bad habits with women, with friendships, all of that stuff. And like I said, I really want the opportunity to see how they would, a real their real father and son. So I would like to see how they would act off of each other in a show like this. Now, it could be one season. It could be, you know what I'm saying, something like that. But I would most definitely want to see how, um, how um, their relationship as far as like Bleak and his what do you call his son? His he named his son Miles, right? His Miles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's where your sh- your show would start. Your show would start at the end when Miles is now playing the trumpet, and then it would go into what's going on from there. Well, I would actually like it would be continuation from the movie. It would be more. Uh, well, I mean. I don't want to see, I mean, I would rather start it with them, with Miles actually trying to break into the music. Like he starts now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I'm into it. I don't want to have to go through him growing up. I want to see adult Miles handling the same type of situations now and trying to break into music. You know what I'm saying? And his father's like, hey, because the whole thing with, I enjoyed Denzel's. Um, well, Bleak's relationship with his dad because again yeah. he was just like your lover. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I love them all. I love women. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I want to see how Bleak handles those types of things. And hell, might as well give him give um Miles a, a some kind of a, a gambling problem too. Like, oh my friend, my friend Giant, he he was going through the same thing. Just have see yeah. what the pitfalls are as far as like music is concerned, and how Bleak kind of helps him maneuver through life now, and the things that they have. I just want to see a father son relationship, a, a awesome black father son relationship, and a, of course their actual real father and son. So I would like to see that in a show. I'm into it. I'm, I'm going to see that too. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. No, y'all got to get on the go on the go on the ball now. Y'all got to pitch no, this to somebody. Nobody hires us. These are shows that I want to see. Nobody wants to Come hire on. us. We we. Re- well, I'm putting that out into the atmosphere. We, re- we redid Dang. all of Bel Air. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we even did Black Lightning. We gave them a a a a, a, a what a paddle without a boat or something, whatever that go. We we gave them a chance too. So well, we I'm putting it out into the atmosphere that it's going to one of these things is going to happen because hey. you both have some great ideas that I want to see. Well, I'm most definitely uh, I'm with it. We we need to put us in a writing room somewhere so we can. No, for real. And uh, trust and believe, if I can, I'm, I'm going to get you in there somewhere. You got to be the neighbor, the dog walker. You're going to be in there. Come on. <laughs> and two. I'll take it. All right. <laughs> We're short on time. We got a little time left. So I'm going to go ahead and go straight to the most important part of the podcast. Maya, who won the movie? Won the this movie. is a category where you pick an act. You pick one, an actor, a character. You can pick the rain. That rain, that that the rain at the end won the movie. Whatever you feel like won the movie, that's what you choose. I guess if I had to choose something, I would say that 
this is so cliche what I'm about to say, but it's just, <laughs> it's like, oh, love one in the oh, end, right? Um, I know, right? So I don't, yeah. I, it, it's like, no, because Bleak, I would say that because of this, not because Indigo and Bleak ended up together or anything like that, Shadow and, and uh, Clark. I would say it is because to me, at the end of the story, it seemed as if Bleak found himself again and he's finding himself through his son right and his family so he he found the love of himself again because after you are after you do something for so long and that is who you are and that's a part of you and then you can't do it anymore you know much like if a if a person was playing football and then you can't play football anymore it's like this is who you've been all your life you've been playing since little league up until now and then you can't do it anymore you have to now find yourself again you have to discover the love of something else and not more times out of not it's the love of yourself mm -hmm. so i feel like with him coming and knocking on that damn window and um strong arming his way back into her life and uh, oh, uh he 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 now 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 he strong armed his way back into her oh, life yeah, yeah. and then and then she you know accepting him back and then and then even if it was a dream, the dream ending as it started and him rediscovering his love for something else other than music. So as cliche as it is, I'll say love won the movie. Love won Lord. <laughs> I know. I, can't, I like, can't come to your door and say, please save me, but love won the movie. I, well, you love. can't say, here's the thing. You could come to my door with a gift. But you don't say the word save me. Save yourself. You have to love yourself. Save yourself. Be into yourself before you can give somebody else those things. And that's what I'm saying. Now, don't you can come to my door. Okay. I welcome you. But don't come here talking about save, save me, Maya. My save me. I'm going to be like, baby, the only person that can save you is Jesus. Now, that's wow. who you got to go to. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got you. And I am not. Jesus. I got you. I got you. Okay. All right. Rain. Oh, Lord. Um, I can't wait to hear this one. Nigga, I got two answers only because of my theory. So if it, if it just plays straight through, just like it is and everything was happened, then it's definitely bleak because he got to go through all that shit and at the end still, still won. Everything Maya said. But if uh, my theory is correct and this was a fever dream, then it's definitely... Um, Hollywood. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's not Love Jones. Um, Shadow, <laughs> definitely Shadow. And I say that because if what I'm saying is is correct, and all this is a dream, we technically don't know what happened to anyone. But we also have never heard Clark's voice because I wanted to say, oh, she won, but we don't. We never heard her voice, so we don't know if she can actually sing. We have been shown that Shadow is a a one to one. He's up there with Bleak. So if anybody is progressing after this on their own or with a group, it's him. The the the, the group was gonna follow him. He already was sick and tired of Giant and his mess. Um, even if he was sleeping around with Clark, I feel like Clark is not going to do to him or bring him down in a way that she would have brought down Bleak. So for me, I think if that was a fever dream, then definitely Shadow won the movie. I hate you. 
because you, you take no, every we. I gotta find another co-host. You completely <laughs> took. You completely <laughs> took my thunder. I of course. I, Shadow won the movie. Shadow got the girl. Yeah. He got his own band. He got paid. He ended up being the star. He ended up. He 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 beat. I beat you, Bleak. I won. You, I got your, I got the girl that you, you, you really uh, enjoy. I got your band because if you look at the band, that's basically mm-hmm. <laughs> Bleak's band. Hey. Got it all. Name on the marquee. Mm-hmm. Better club. I don't even think that was a. Was that a club? That was a dinner club. What yeah. was it? Hey, man, that White was... linen on the table. Come on. Raise boom boom. Yeah, we forget those other guys. This is where you want to be. Yeah. And and your best friend is my doorman. Come on. <laughs> Shadow clearly oh, won the movie. Oh, clearly won the movie. I hate that you took my... Mm, you always taking my... Nigga, who did you think I was going to say? Can okay? I say one thing before we wrap up yeah. about this theory that you guys have that Shadow won? Oh, come on. I would have to disagree. I would have to, I would have to disagree. I, I think that uh, while everything that you guys are saying is like, oh yeah, he did this and he did that, and he and he got bleak and I won in the end. No, he became bleak in the end. And as a man, don't. Why do you want to become somebody else? You got the girl he was screwing. Mm. You got the band he already had. His name was on the marquee first. You you did everything in your power not to become your own person. You did everything in your power to become bleak. And so I just am like, did you win? Because if you really won, then everything that we would have seen from Shadow would have been of Shadow. It wouldn't have been of bleak. So at the end, if I was bleak, I just know my thinking. I would be like... Did you win or did you become me? And thank mm. you because this is a homage to me. I appreciate mm. you, but that's me. No, you. Mm. So I'm just saying. I mean, like he won in quotes air quotations, but mm-hmm. he just became somebody else that he already had an envy of. Mm. I, I don't, you know. So it's like, mm. wait a minute. When early in the podcast, when we wasn't it a conversation about? Shadow being the one, the only one who could stand up to him, and the one who wanted. Him yes, he was, and- but it. Yeah, but all of that doesn't have anything to do with you wanting to become him. At the end of the day, he was the person who gave him a run for his money. He was the person that brought Bleak out of his... Bleak couldn't see past his own face. So Bleak wasn't ever going to see nothing but other than what Bleak wanted to see. Shadow was trying to make him see something else. But in the wings, you ultimately got everything that this man had you didn't become better you became him and not a better version of him so all i'm saying is is like you got all of his leftovers his leftover band people even though they was good his leftover i'm just saying his leftover woman uh, what i'm saying is is like it was a refurbishment. Yeah, well, <laughs> is that a win or is that a, you know what i'm saying it's like i don't know you buy some refurbish you get it at a lesser price Still just I'm just looking at it too. I'm looking at it too from a woman's standpoint in the way that I look at men. If I was already in the situation and I had already had the the pleasure of um knowing bleak in the whole situation and then you just became bleak, I would be like, So you wanna be bleak or you wanna be yourself? 
Yeah. But I but but yes, he won in the end. <laughs> way to go. Way, way to go, Mike. Not on my watch. <laughs> way to go. And I liked yeah. I I I kinda like Shadow. I don't like I don't like men who do that dirty magging thing. Like you don't gotta put somebody else down to make yourself shine, baby. If you wanna shine, you shine. Um so that's why I can't really take him serious, mm. even though he was sexy in the movie too. But you was no Denzel. And I just want to throw that out there. You two are. <laughs> I see what 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 y'all was focusing on on the movie. Good lord, <laughs> My, I focus on everybody. Yeah, whatever. Uh, brain, I know. Get out of here. Anyway, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have just finished talking about. Mo Better Blues, good lord, we made it through. Maya, please tell everyone where they can find you, what your podcast is, so on and so forth. So, again, thank you so much for having me. This thank has you. been so Beautiful. fun, and it was such it was such a pleasure. I hope that I brought some good things to the podcast yeah. and that everybody enjoyed it. Um, yeah. As Cole said in the beginning, my name is Maya, and I'm one half of the We Did That Shit podcast. Uh, we drop our podcast each and every Monday. Um, it's me and my lovely co-host, who is also my cousin. Her name is Babi. Um, you can find us anywhere where you can listen to a podcast. We are on all streaming platforms. Um, make sure that you follow us on social media. You can find us Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at We Did That Shit. And you can always follow me on my personal Twitter. It's my my thirteen. It's M Y M Y one three. And she's at Babi Amina. It's B I B B I A M I N A. So yeah, check us out. You know, we talk about a little bit of this and a little bit of that, all kinds of topics. They catch flights, not feelings, too, y'all. So. <laughs> we back to catching flights because of the, the pandemic. We was on hiatus, but we back outside. Good, good deal, good deal. Rain, where can they find you and your craziness? Yeah, man, you can find me at um, jazzpeoplemeet.com. No, uh, hit me up on Twitter, <laughs> Carefree Blurred or Rain Coleman. Rain Coleman is probably cool. Um, I do have the Carefree Black Nerd podcast. Talk about that nerd shit, uh, representation in comics and related media. Definitely uh, ranting about uh, about blacks on screen. And uh, here at this podcast, keep coming back. Check out the past seasons, the season of black underscore fill in the blank. <laughs> that wasn't black love, brother. <laughs> what a hell of a that was a hell we have to, we might have to do another season we of Black Love. That was yeah. a hell of a season. <laughs> we struggled. Oh hell of a season. <laughs> Yo, disappearing acts and what Naz and Malik and like these were not great fans. It was about love. It was it was not about the quality of the movie, it was about love. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> And if any one of you want to find me, I'm always on Twitter. Let my tweets off at Cole Jackson one two. You can also catch me every Thursday from seven to nine on Thursday Night Lights. Um, that is my live radio show on B1K Radio on the website. You can find me on Instagram also at, at Cole Jackson underscore B1K. And um, that's it. That's it. That's all you can find me on. Oh, and if you want to follow the podcast, you can most definitely follow the podcast at We Watch This. And if you're listening to us and you want a live tweet, use the hashtag WWTPod. And are we going to do some... Rain, are we going to do some some spaces? I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Whatever. Yep. Come on. I'm with it. Give me lit. 
I'm a slut. What's up? <laughs> yeah, so we're going to uh, start doing spaces. Follow the uh, the TikTok as well. What is it? At BYNK Productions. Um, at BYNK Productions, that, yeah. You it's can the, find TikToks about well, this show, this podcast, and Sex with Friends podcast also. And we're probably going to start putting absolutely. social introvert stuff on there as well, so... Yeah, so just fucking follow the brand, goddammit. What are you doing? If you're here, if you found your way here, like you can find your way there. Also, if you're on Apple, like rate us five fucking stars. How about that? Please. How about that? Yes. Put in the work. We put in the work. You put in the work, nigga. No. <laughs> and white people who are listening. No. <laughs> All right, y'all. We will catch you next week. Hey, bitch, I'm going to the moon. I'll be back in a couple of days. Well, you be careful. I don't want nothing to happen to you now, baby. Because you know I, because I love you.